Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, February 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Democratic Party officials in Iowa worked furiously Tuesday to deliver the delayed results of their first-in-the-nation caucus as frustrated presidential candidates claimed momentum and plowed ahead in their quest for the White House. Technology problems and reporting inconsistencies kept Iowa Democratic Party officials from releasing results from Monday's caucus, the much-hyped kickoff to the 2020 primary. It was an embarrassing twist after months of promoting the contest as a chance for Democrats to find some clarity in the jumbled field with no clear front runner. Instead, caucus day ended with no winner, no official results, and many fresh questions about whether Iowa can retain its coveted first status. State party officials said final results would be released later today, and officials uh, um, and offered assurance that the problem was not a result of a hack or intrusion. They do say, though, they still retain their uh, listing as uh, roller coaster capital of the world, so that's <laughs> Cool. Officials were conducting quality checks and verifying results, prioritizing the integrity of the results, the party said in a statement. Health experts say across the Delaware Valley, there's a shortage of sexual assault nurse examiners who are responsible for administering rape kits. A rape v- victim says that she ended up at the Philadelphia Sexual Assault Response Center in Hunting Park, where almost all victims of sexual assault in the city are sent. She says she waited for six hours before she was seen by a nurse uh, known as SANE. That's the sexual assault nurse examiner. No one was coming to the waiting room to explain what was happening or why it was taking so long. The only reason I stayed was because my friends were vi- with me, the victim says. The response center is designed to be a centralized center for victims. The Philadelphia Police Department Special Victims Unit is right next door. Women's Organized, uh, organized Against Rape is also on site for counseling, but advocates for sex assault victims say the problem is that the sane nurses are on call, so they're not there. They have to be called in. Um, 6ABC did their own research and called over 200 emergency rooms and followed up with administrators staff to learn about sane nurse availability. They found that more than 80% either don't have sane nurses available at all or have them on call. Philadelphia sees roughly 1,000 reported rapes a year. Not one hospital in Philadelphia has a sane nurse on staff 24-7 except for the two children's hospitals, CHOP and St. Christopher's. Wow. Yeah, wow. scary. Yeah. You might notice some streetlights in the city have a slightly different glow. Roughly 8,500 streetlights in Philadelphia have been uh, converted to LEDs in recent years. What the f- is it? But the city is looking to pick up the pace. LEDs generate more light with less power. Philadelphia is now looking for vendors to replace the remaining 100,000 plus high pressure sodium lights over the next several years. The city spends roughly $15 million a year on street lights with LEDs. The city could save 5 to $6 million annually. How extensive is this so far? Because I have noticed areas where it seems to be much more brilliantly lit up. Uh, 8,500 streetlights. Okay. There's still 100,000 more to go. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's a decent it's, amount. It's, it's decent enough, yeah. I got a question. Are streetlights, do they, are they turned on by a timer or are they turned on by... Usually it's a like, light sensor. Like a sensor. sensor. It's a sensor? Okay. I we used to shut them off as kids. You do that, Preston, where you take like a high-powered uh, oh, flashlight yeah. shine it at the top of the light and it would shut yeah. off. Yeah. Or we'd shoot it with a BB gun. Shoot it with a BB oh, gun, yeah. Right. Things like that. You're, listen, you're trying to help the community. You know. Yeah. It was your own 4F program. Try to help the city. God, I well, got that... in so much trouble for doing that. We were stealing oh. emergency uh, hazard lights, yeah, uh, totally. turning off street lights, throwing me? rocks at cars, things like that. Things yeah. that help the community become better. Cinder blocks off a bridge. Exactly, yeah. 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 But Arson, was... taking out whole stretches of fence. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, my God. 
City officials say it's becoming harder and harder to find affordable replacement parts for the old fixtures because their suppliers are switching to LEDs. The city is also looking for a new system to manage streetlights, uh, which could customize lighting in neighborhoods. So here you go, Case. In high crime areas, it uh, could be flooded with lights. In residential areas, they could be dimmed if preferred. Uh, there have been concerns raised over the safety of LEDs. The city is consulting medical professionals about those concerns. Well, why don't you make them all clappers so that people can just... <laughs> Anybody oh who wants to turn could them on or imagine? off can use the clapper. <laughs> Right, that would that wouldn't lead to neighborhood fights. No, yeah. not at no. all. No, but but anyhow, you know, like if someone was up to uh, if they were going to say rob or if they were planning yeah, on doing yeah. something, you would clearly hear <laughs> right, right yeah. before they were going to do <laughs> that. Run! So. <laughs> oh, my God. City officials will also seek feedback from the public down the line as they tailor their plans to different neighborhoods. Do you guys, when you're parking in a parking lot, will you, because I, I purposely will park underneath a light if I can, or as close to a light as I possibly can. If you're like, if you're in the city or just anywhere? Kind of anywhere, really. Yeah, I'd keep yeah. your car from Safe. getting broken into. Yeah. Um, I never really consider that, but that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You know? All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers lost again on the road, falling to the Heat last night in Miami. Jimmy Butler scored a season-high 38 points against his former team before getting the fourth quarter off, and the Miami Heat scored a franchise record 81 points in the second half for 137-106 win. I honestly could have told anybody that this was going to happen. Really? Well, yeah, A... The Sixers are terrible on the road. For some reason, they don't know how to check themselves when they're out on the road. But then, B, they were in Miami the night of the Super Bowl. That's true. Oh. Are you saying they need to check themselves before they wreck themselves? Before they wreck themselves. (laughs) And indeed, they did wreck themselves. They did. So that, that holds true. The Sixers, who have an NBA best 22 and 2 record at home, lost for the 10th time in their last 12 road games. Joel Embiid led the team with 29 points and 12 rebounds, and Mike Scott added 17. They're on the road again Thursday night, and they'll travel to Milwaukee to play the best team in the NBA, the Bucks. The Flyers beat the Red Wings last night in Detroit. Brian Elliott made 16 yeah. saves, and the Flyers put the game out of reach with two third-period shorthanded goals in a 3-0 win. Scott Lawton got the Flyers on the board, 9-31 into the second period. Kevin Hayes scored a shorthanded goal in the third, and Matt Niskanen finished things off with an empty net shorthanded goal. The Flyers are now off until Thursday when they'll return home to host the New Jersey Devils. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Good morning. Welcome Tuesday, Preston and Steve show. We have a stack of things that uh, we have to get to today. That's always nice. And you have a plan. We yes. Stuff ready for you. Uh, so we are all set to go for a tattoos day. If you've been interested in getting a Preston and Steve tattoo, joining the legions of people who have ink with uh, with our show name on them. You say legions, and uh, you think about that exactly. Take a guess. How many people are walking around Preston and Steve tattoos? It's There's hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah, yeah. So you can join the ranks. All you have to do is text the word tattoo to 39333, and you just might win because we'll randomly draw someone to be our victor and get a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. If you'd like to see some work, you never know. You might end up uh, getting tattooed by some of the top artists like Emil DZ. You can see his work on Instagram at emil.dz.tattoo or philadelphiaeddiestattoo.com. Uh, so we have that. We also have, uh, we're, we're doing this again with Dr. Oz. It's a watch, listen, and win. If you watched Dr. Oz yesterday on Fox 29 at 2 o'clock, 
going to have a question about that show, we have a $500 Amex gift card to give away. And uh, then we'll get you set up for it tomorrow and the next day. Next, we're doing this for a couple of weeks. It's pretty easy. Yeah, the Dr. Oz show, is, as you we talk about it, it's not just medical stuff. There's it's crime investigation, all these different things going on. It's actually different than I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do that around 9.30. Uh, we also have a couple of guests on the program from The Biggest Loser, Season 18. Bob Harper is going to be on. He's a trainer who... Had a heart attack a couple of years ago. Yeah. Preston, he was doing everything right. Exercising, the diet, the whole deal, and had, yeah. I think it was a Widowmaker. Widowmaker, yeah. yeah. He was just predisposed. Yeah. So we'll talk to Bob, see what his uh, what's up in his world. That'll be around 9 o'clock or so. We also have a comedian, David James. It'll be his first time in the studio, I think. Yes, right, sir. Helium Comedy Club, and he's recording a new comedy album, so he's going to stop in today. And we have... A concert announcement uh, to reveal as well. So we'll get to that at some point during the show. All this with the looming Cardboard Classic, which is coming up now a month and two days away. A month and two days away from Cardboard Classic. We've seen some very impressive stuff. Yeah, so far. And I floated out the notion of some sort of Annabelle theme. I don't know if that will be delivered, but I'm hoping. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Annabelle. There are some new categories uh, and new prizes. You can check WNMR.com for the details. But don't forget, there are lift tickets uh, available, $10 lift tickets available through Sunday. Uh, no, that's, yeah, the 23rd. Yeah. Okay, and then then the price goes up to 20 bucks. So you want to get those yes. now? $10 for a lift ticket, man. Come on! Sweet, de- uh, sweet deal. Deals at details at WNMR.com. So, We have these things and more through the course of the morning. We hope you're going to stay with us today, and we'll take a break. Come back in just a moment, and we'll have a stupid question and some entertainment stories to run by you when we get back. Stay there. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we do the stupid question, we have a super duper early morning shart out. Yes, indeed. Nick McElwain wants to pass some information along. Good to go. I told you guys a week or two ago that uh, my windshield got cracked, and um, I wanted to thank Jeff and Brian uh, from Autoglass Interstellar. They left a business card in my car. They replaced the windshield. They did a great job, and they asked if we could do a shart out because they listen to the show every morning. And uh, they asked for a bit in between 6.30 and 7 a.m. So, guys, we actually were able to do it. Jeff and Brian, wow. this is for you. There you go. Thanks, guys. Shorts of plenty. All right, so stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show, which is going to be on Valentine's Day, the 14th through the 16th, at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Oh, so I'm going to do a Valentine's Day, in celebration of Valentine's Day, a, a romance question. Ah. Uh, and I did not know this. Which English poet wrote the sonnet that includes the famous line, How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. All right. Okay, so which English poet wrote that? 215-263-WMMR. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. So I'll mention some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Today is Tuesday. It is the 4th of February. Uh, From the band The Offspring, Noodles celebrates his birthday. Uh, Plays guitar. His real name is Kevin Wasserman. 
And he's 57. And I never have heard the origin of that nickname. Of noodles, yeah. Where I've heard that myself. noodles comes from. Well, I mean, isn't like a, a guitar... Noodling? Noodling? Is it possible? Maybe. Yeah. I've, I've, Pierre was the first person I ever heard really... Use that term. Okay. Uh, yeah, have you heard noodles? Well, I know his mother's oh, name is Ramen. <laughs> ramen. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe may so stupid that he ate ramen all the time. It's possible. They call them noodles, I mean, so. Now we need a definitive answer. All right, we'll try and locate that bit of info for you. He is 57 years old today. This is a good song. For you. Yeah. Uh, we also have Alice Cooper, the oh! great hey. shock rocker, 72. I was just, we were just. Off air, I was watching a, uh, a video on YouTube about the B-52s, and I was saying that the first time I ever saw them was on Saturday Night Live, and I remember as a kid going, what the <laughs> hell is yeah. this? Same thing with Alice Cooper. What the F is this? What is that guy? Yeah. And there are two great documentaries. One is called Supermensch about Alice Cooper's agent and manager, and one specifically about Alice Cooper himself, and the construct of that Alice Cooper character. Yeah. That launched him into success. It was an orchestrated attempt to give parents something to say, I don't want you listening to that. <laughs> but Steve, you remember the days of the Midnight Special and oh, so yeah. on where oh, we would yeah. see guys like Alice Cooper on TV What and is go, that? What yeah. is that? <laughs> Son, don't look. <laughs> don't. Avert your eyes. Uh, so Alice Cooper is 72 today. And by the way, Nick, just looked this up. Casey, you are correct. Uh, noodles from Noodling on the Guitar. Hey, 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 he got his name. So. so the ramen thing has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, lovely actress Gabrielle Anwar. Yes. Uh, from, you remember, I remember, the first time I saw her was in Scent of a Woman. She's in the scene where they tango in the restaurant. She's, uh, she's lovely. A lovely girl. Uh, Burn Notice is a show that she's on. <laughs> Uh, she was also in The Three Musketeers. She is 50 years old today. Uh, Dan Quayle, former vice president. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Potatoes. Nice. Well done, Case. The great yes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a spelling bee, right? Yeah, the, I believe so. The, the word school. to be spelled was yeah. potato. And uh, a kid wrote P-O-T-A-T-O, and he goes, and I remember it, he goes, nope, go back over there and put an E on the end of it. And that is not how you spell potato. And he was absolutely vilified by that. Uh, he is 73 years old today. Natalie Imbruglia, the oh. singer and actress, uh, Torn was her one big Super hit. hit. Yeah. It was kind of... Uh, it was adult contemporary. It was a little alternative. It got a lot of airplay. She was, uh, you know, attractive. Uh, I think she attractive, comes from thin girl with big eyes. Right. Yeah. She was. was from she like soap a, opera. Yeah, soap operas. Right. In, yeah. in Australia, and she was married to uh, Daniel Johns, who was front man of Silver Chair, and they were a big hit at that time as well. But this song still gets played today. It, it's a staple. You know? yeah. Adult contemporary. Uh, she is uh, forty-five years old today. Lawrence Taylor, LT, hmm. uh, Hall of Famer. He was at the Super Bowl on Sunday. They did uh, the 100 greatest players of all time. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we didn't mention this yesterday, but uh, listed but not in, in attendance on Sunday, O.J. Simpson. That's right. They yes. Li- they listed him in the 100 greatest oh. players of all time. And they have to. Listen, yeah. yeah. His his record stands. Yeah, you know? he was I mean, actually at a murderer's hall of fame. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> except for a uh, got away with the hall of fame. Yeah. And he, his agent booked him incorrectly. Oh. Hey, you know what? Give him credit because he honors his commitment. He does, man. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I love watch. I it's it's some sort of bizarre world we live in. I watch his posts about football critiques 
on uh, on Twitter, Preston. It's you know OJ, and he thinks, oh yes, he thinks n- no one remembers yeah. what went down. <laughs> you know what? I gotta tell you, I'm liking the Chiefs. And he gets none of my time. Yeah, I, yeah, know, yeah. And I see it all. You know, he he posts about stuff, all and the he time. comments of knowing you're not listening or watching. Yeah. By the way, LT, who's 61 today, by the way, the only reason I became a fan of his is because, and I've said this, I say it every year at his birthday, if you used him on Super Bowl, on, on Tecmo Super Bowl, <laughs> if given? you were the Giants, he, you, you just shut down <laughs> any team you were playing. Jesus. He, he was, <laughs> the player, it was like, he moved so much faster yeah, yeah, yeah. than anybody else on the field. It was ridiculous. When so you I, play would, that, I would always play the Giants. When you play that sound effect, it's like a time machine. Oh my God, I used yeah. to love that game. God, uh, so he is 61 today. Oscar De La Hoya, the Golden Boy, uh, is celebrating his 47th birthday today. He, along with uh, with Sugar Ray Leonard, probably the most good-looking I think boxer so. of all yeah, time, yeah. or one of them. Yeah, uh, but uh, he he was a real deal. Dude could fight. 47 years old today. And he's made a ton of money in, in boxing promoting. Uh, actress Julia Ormond uh, from movies like The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Uh, Legends of the Fall, and so on. She is 55. And uh, actor Rob Corddry, who's been here before. Yeah, he's great. Yep, Daily Show, Hot Tub Time Machine, Ballers. <laughs> uh, he is 49. Did you, ever, did you ever see Hot Tub Time Machine too? I, no. I, I never even saw the first one. So I've asked him, and I, I forget what the answer was. There was an, a, an incredible picture they had of him. He becomes super wealthy because, you know, they, they now know it's going to happen throughout history. Does, what does he invent? It's not Google, but it's something. Something like it. Because yeah. he knows. And, and so there's a huge, you remember this huge painting yeah. of him riding a tiger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, who would not want that? Uh-huh. Both of those movies are just ridiculously funny. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, not, they're not great movies, but no, they're, they're, they're garbage movies. Yeah. Funny, but you, especially, I love the fact that uh, is it Craig Robinson, uh, yeah. he, he knows all the hits that are going to be coming out, Preston, so he pre-steals them. And so he's he's the one who's he's the one writing all these songs. <laughs> That's awesome. Rob Cordry is forty nine today. Those are the birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. In celebration of Valentine's Day, which English poet wrote the sonnet that includes the famous line, How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I'm gonna go to Chris for the answer. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, man. All right, Chris, who was the poet who wrote How Do I Love Thee? Let me count the ways. Elizabeth Barrett Browning. That is correct. Yeah. Browning, yes. One moment, Chris. For you, sir, we have a four-pack of tickets to the Philly Home and Garden Show, February 14th through the 16th at their Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, for more information and discount tickets, you can go to phillyhomeandgardenshow.com. So we're going to start with Harvey because that's, you know, the big story. Big slob. Uh, and it gets even Grosser oh today. I don't know how much of this I, will, I can take. I will save you some yeah. of the really disgusting uh, details, but there's one you've got to hear today, okay? All right. So his legal team cross-examined one of his accusers, Jessica Mann, in court on Monday, accusing her of lying to Weinstein. Uh, attorney Donna Rotuno quoted her testimony from last week in which she detailed her revulsion at his appearance and hygiene as well. She said, apparently he smelled really bad, she had said. Uh, Rotuno asked, had you met someone who looked like Mr. Weinstein who did not have his success or power, you would never have agreed to meet him, adding that if she lied to him and used him to gain, uh, to gain access to connections in the industry. Uh, she said, your entire relationship with Mr. Weinstein, you lied to him every single time you made him believe you wanted to be there. 
And man answered, for my safety, yeah. Uh, Rotuno asked man, when your mother was in town, you wanted to introduce her to him, correct? Uh, she said, my mother was pressuring me really hard to meet him, and I didn't want her to meet him because I didn't want to involve her in my life. My mom made me feel like she was being judgmental, and I wanted to get her off my back. Man also testified that Weinstein asked her if she'd ever had a golden shower oh before. Oh, my God. Mm. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Dear God. The 34-year-old said it happened while they were in... I have a lot of piss in me. <laughs> They, uh, it happened while they were in the shower. At least uh, it happened in the shower. Well, there, there, there's a step in the right direction. But anything, I mean, you, you, you lost me at the personal smell, the mm-hmm, hygiene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was when they were in an L.A. hotel. She said, I was in shock. Uh, I was in shock by it. It was gross. I turned into the corner of the shower and just looked away. Uh, she said this while she was choking up. So later, man said that she engaged, quote, engaged with my abuser because of what I believed in my mind and the perception of the society I lived in, it was always in my best interest to feel that the temperature gauge between us was going to be okay. Uh, Weinstein phases up the life in prison if he's uh, convicted. So this obviously continues, but more bizarre and disgusting. Gross. It's it's a weird thing coming up. There are the other the other people who have come up. They're the witnesses who have been just flat out raped or th- that allegedly. Obviously. Well, she has been too. Right, I just kind of right. didn't go into all the full details of that, but that was one of the yeah. things that he did on top of um, you know, sexually assaulting or raping her. Yeah. Uh, moving on, a huge memorial to Kobe Bryant created by fans outside the Staples Center made up of flowers, balloons, jerseys, stuffed toys, basketballs, and more. Many with personal messages were being removed yesterday with officials saying some of the items will go to Bryant's widow, Vanessa, and other family members. Uh, Vanessa Bryant had requested items which were to be cataloged and shipped to the family and fans were being uh, were being urged to donate to a Bryant Foundation instead of bringing anything more to the Staples Center. I saw. I'm sure you guys all saw the uh, the memorial out front of uh, Lower Marion High School. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking at this, and I can't help but feel like I'm like, why isn't anybody like taking that stuff? I mean, there were there were like nice basketballs, nice sneakers, like Kobe Bryant sneakers. I, obviously, I wouldn't take anything, uh, but... Well, you hope there's some honor. <clears throat> yeah. People wouldn't do something like that. Who, who knows? They haven't been. Yeah, yeah but there's yeah. no honor in $150 sneakers. I don't yeah. know. I, I you, would, you would hope, as Preston says, that people would just leave those things there in, in tribute, but you don't know if stuff was left there and taken. Yeah, I it's haven't possible. heard any word of people stealing stuff. Yeah, so they, don't mean they haven't, but I'd that was my first thought. rather focus on the fact that people are leaving that stuff. So. I, I, if you're going to do that stuff, do it the right way. You go to a cemetery. Right. Then, yeah. right. I mean, come on. There's usually yeah. no security. Yeah, or you just like wander that. around and say you're visiting a deceased relative. Uh, meanwhile, the Lakers, LeBron James, one of the two team captains in the February 16th NBA All-Star Game, said that his team will wear number two jerseys in honor of Brian's 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Of course, she died in the helicopter crash, but she wore the number two when she played basketball. So That's nice. That's nice. Uh, the team of the of uh, the other captain of the captain of the other team, uh, Gianna, how do you say his last name? Case? Uh, I can't do it. Adam Kunumpo? Uh, no, Kunumpo? Just, anyway. call, just call him Giannis. All right, Giannis, Giannis yeah. uh, will wear number 24 in tribute. Now, we broke this story late in the show yesterday, but I think this qualifies for entertainment news. Absolutely. Okay. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Gritty has been cleared of all allegations. Yes. That he punched a 13-year-old fan in the back after a photo shoot, police said yesterday. 
Uh, Chris, Grin- uh, Chris Grenwell had, uh, Greenwell had alleged that after he and son Brandon met Gritty at an event and posed for a photo, Brandon patted Gritty on the head and they left. But as the boy walked away, Gritty ran after him and, quote, punched my son as hard as he could. And it's just, you know, Gritty's sort of a bull in a china shop. That's his way. I know. Uh, but police said yesterday their investigation, investigation found that, quote, the actions of the individual portraying the Flyers mascot did not constitute physical assault as alleged. And I'll bet you there was video running on it. But you did see Gritty was trying to play up to everyone. He was using a walker yesterday. Oh, was yeah. he? Yeah. Just, uh, Just for sympathy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Flyers had said they'd conducted their own internal investigation, also found no wrongdoing by the person uh, inside the mascot. So, no, there's nobody in there. But they officially, <laughs> uh, they've officially dropped the charges. So yes, he's, good. He's clear. He's been clear. Go on and entertain people. Another Philly guy besides Gritty, Bradley Cooper. Yes, our dear personal friend. And uh, Arena Shake were spotted together at the 2020 BAFTA Ooh. Awards after party Sunday, seven months after the pair split. Are we thinking this might be a rekindling? Was there canoodling? Or there, what there, no, there's no, no, no canoodling. But Tallywhacking? They were her, uh, together for four years, huh. and she shares Leah Desain, they, uh, who's two years old, by the way. They share the, uh, the child. Uh, they split amid rumors that all was not well between the pair and speculation that he became too close with his co-star Lady Gaga. Well, I don't believe that. The star is born. I don't I believe it. Just don't believe it. Uh, British Vogue shared a picture of them smiling with editor Edward Enifel, Enifel at the fashion and film party. It's so great to be here with you, too. Uh Shake was co-hosting the shindig with Enifel, uh, Charlize Theron, and Riz Ahmed. Listen uh, to these names. So people are wondering if they're getting back together. Uh, she recently did speak very highly of her romance with Cooper in Vogue, saying, I think we've been very lucky to experience what we had with each other. Life without B is new ground. Uh, BS? No, B oh, as oh. in Bradley oh, Cooper. That's her course. I thought she doing got that. a little nickname. What's up, B? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore were married for six years before parting ways in 2011, despite the time uh, that has passed. And the fact that Kutcher is now married to Mila Kunis, with whom he shares two children, their relationship is making headlines. Uh, Fans have been buzzing about the pair since Moore's memoir, Inside Out, was released a few months ago. And she detailed the ups and downs of their relationship, including a miscarriage and his alleged infidelity. He hasn't really said anything as of yet, but... Uh, he spoke up recently in an interview saying that while he and Moore don't hang out, he does make a really conscious effort to stay in touch with the girls. And, of course, that he means Moore's daughters with ex-Bruce Willis, who are Rumor, Scout, and Tallulah Willis. Does he slide into their DMs? He doesn't say that. But, uh, but it's assumed. But the 41-year-old continued saying, I was helping raise teenage girls through their adolescence. I love them, and I'm never going to stop loving them, right? And uh, respecting them and honoring them and rooting for them to be successful in whatever they're pursuing. It's weird because Rumor Willis admitted that she had posters of Ashton Kutcher in her room. Yeah. And then Mommy goes and marries him. That must have been awkward. It would have been like (laughs) me, Preston, if my mother had married Rob Lowe because I had posters in my room. Mm -hmm. And that would have been awkward. That would have been so awkward. All right, so we have not had a Kardashian story in over a week. We're due for one. It's we're due. Uh, to be honest, we're I'm going due. through withdrawals. Uh, so we'll go with the, the fact that Kim and Kanye have shared glimpses of their sprawling home on social media, but they decided to open the doors to curious fans completely via Architectural Digest. Wow, man. 
And yes, it's as vast, epic, idiosyncratic, and white as you suspected. It's too white. Yeah, it's very... How do you possibly eat cheese balls in that house? Right, right. <laughs> uh, they also shared their observations and thoughts about designing their space for the magazine. Yeah. Uh, Architectural Digest really does... When they go to a celebrity's home, it's pretty cool. Oh, they do a great job. Yeah. You know, they they did Brad Pitt years ago, and that, you know, that stoked Brad Pitt's interest in architecture. I remember they did um, uh, uh, John Travolta, you know, with the, the plane That's that you could pull up. freaking it's a awesome. wild house, yeah. So, in a cover story devoted to their $60 million home, Kim recalls her first sight of the home in 2013. She said, we passed by this incredibly extravagant house while strolling through the neighborhood. I'd just had North, and we were doing a lot of walking so I could work off some of the baby fat. I didn't really know Kanye's style at that point, but I thought the house was perfection. Incredible. Incredible. Kanye was less enthusiastic. He said, quote, it's workable. It's workable. Uh, But she says that lukewarm reception signaled to her that he was actually pretty into it. This would make an amazing movie. Kanye, meanwhile, describes the renovated home as futuristic Belgian monastery. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, the pair worked with architect Axel Vervoort to remodel the home and decorated exclusively in shades of white, brown, and gray. So, quick question here, Kathy. Up on the screen here is a picture of the house. Uh, that, to me, that looks way too antiseptic. Yeah, I mean, it does look there's, <laughs> there's me, a little bit like... Even for you, Kath? Yeah. I mean, listen, there's nothing, there's not really much to it. I know somebody who who sort of lives like this. It's um, minimalist, they call it, you know. Well, and, and even in, in decoration, it's all very similar. It's all white. Yeah. Okay. There's a video of uh, her and Kanye sitting there, and then the, I guess North comes into the video, and she yeah. puts a stool down in front of him. There's three legs on the stool. Three legs, yeah, just like Bill Weston ordered. It's a dream house for Bill Weston. The pair worked with architect, uh, yeah, like I said, Axel Vertivort, and he said Kim and Kanye wanted something totally new. Oh. We didn't talk about decoration, but a kind of philosophy about how we live now and how we will live in the future. Wow, I've never wanted to be dead more than my life. We changed the house by purifying it. Uh, What they do to purify it. And we kept pushing to make it purer and purer. Yeah, it's pretty pure. I don't know. Uh, so now there are four kids, North, St. Chicago, and Psalm, uh, who are six and a half, four, two, and eight months respectively, uh, live there with them, and they say the house was designed with them in mind. It, there, but they, to understand, there, there's vast amounts of nothing. Kanye said uh, the kids ride their scooters down the hallways and jump around on top of the low axle tables. Uh, which they use as a kind of stage. This house may be a case study, but our vision for it was built around our family. He said, everything we do is an art installation and a playroom. By the way... Just amazing. So I saw another little tidbit from this article that Kim has never used their pool one time. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Crazy, man. Yeah. I'm like, how could you? It's right there. Yeah, a goddamn pool right it's there. A pool. Yeah. Dip your toes or something. Uh, so she's... I didn't see, did you see a picture of the pool? Is it all white as well? No, no. it's blue. No. <laughs> they, I thought they put like white paint in the. In the uh... <laughs> they dyed it white. Yeah. Well, white paint will actually uh, cause it to have that bluish hue. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm, instead of water, white paint. Oh, just yeah, white yeah, paint. Filled yeah, yeah. it with white paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's why she doesn't go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, so anyhow, if you want more uh, architectural digest, is I don't where, is where you want to go to uh, get the information on their house. Uh, Mila Jovovich has welcomed a baby girl with her husband, Paul W. S. Anderson. In a sweet shot, Jovovich's eldest daughter, Ever Gabo. Ever Gabo? <laughs> I guess that's how you say the last name. Oh, G-A-B-O. Gabo? 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 You are so Gabo. Uh, introduced a newborn in a picture with Paul Mila uh, Dashiel Eden Anderson and baby Ozian. Okay, they got some rocking names there. O-S-I-A-N. Ozian? He's the guy who directed those Resident Evil movies that she's in, Preston. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Dewan. Yes, gorgeous. Oh. Star flirty dancing person. of uh, Channing. Uh, her Netflix series soundtrack has been canceled after one season. Oh, is she oh. a singer? On no, the, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> On the 10-episode series, Dewan played a struggling dancer. Oh, okay. Uh, turned social worker. Uh, she is at work on. I'm the gonna up- tap my way into your heart. She is now at work on the upcoming uh, reality series, Flirty Dancing, as which, you were saying, Steve, which is going to be on Fox. Yeah, there we go. What's the conceit of that again? Uh, people who have never met, they meet for the first time, they don't talk, and they dance a duet okay. together, and then they walk away, and then they assess how they felt, what kind of chemistry they felt. During the dance process, and then does anything happen after that? Yes, then they start going out on. So they, okay. they they'll um, they they build up. You know, they have the person who did the dance waiting there at a table at some sort of cafe, and you 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 don't know who's going to show up, and the person who shows up is the person they selected of the two yeah. they dance with. Yeah. This is absolutely moronic, uh, incredibly moronic, and it will probably be a huge hit it, I'm, because I'm, of that. Guaranteeing. Mm-hmm. Remember the Masked Singer? It's a hit. Yeah, stupid. All right, so uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is bringing his hit Broadway musical Hamilton to the big screen. This is cool. Yeah, because now I I don't have to try and buy tickets. (laughs) I know. And I could just wait for the movie to come out. And And it's the original cast, right? Yeah, it's the original cast, and my seat will be big enough. (laughs) It's the original Broadway cast. Disney presents Hamilton. He wrote alongside all major details on Twitter. With the original Broadway cast filmed on stage at the Richard Rogers Theater in a theater near you. So it's not, you know, like how Rent, they made a movie out of yes, Rent. Yes, right. Th- this is the stage show filmed Boom. on stage. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty damn cool. I like it. Uh, so They were a- going to do a movie, uh, and they were going to use uh, Drew Carey, and everyone complained about that. <laughs> wow. Bad, bad casting. Uh, October 15, 2021. Oh, there you go. And the play had snagged, by the way, 16 Tony nominations and won 11. That's massive. I remember that Tony Awards when it was just dominating. Yeah. Uh, Gilmore Book of Mormon only. I remember Book of Mormon too having that same sort of just exploded. Yeah, Gilmore Girls creator Amy Sherman Palladino tells ET that she may return to Stars Hollow despite those infamous four final words in the 2016 reboot of the show. Are you, are you gonna return for the reboot? By the way, what were the four famous words in the 2016 reboot that ended the show? Suck my. Big. Wow. D. Okay. Yeah. I uh, know. Uh, anybody you know? I have, what show? I have no idea. It's uh, Thank you, E.T. Uh, Gilmore Girls. It says, despite those infamous four final words in the 2016 reboot of the show. Right. I don't know. Uh, so well, you, any, you were a Gilmore Girl fan in the original run, but you didn't pick it up for the for the, uh, the reboot. I, yeah. it, there was you no just, way. You'd, you'd grown too much as a young yeah. lady. Uh, so it starred Lauren Graham, Alexis okay. Bledel, and Kelly Bishop on Netflix. What? Is it like something like, I don't love you? She's going to get pregnant. She's going to get pregnant, in other words? Uh, yeah, okay. So 
the exchange oh, no. started oh. with she's going to get pregnant, and then here are the is, last. This is how it ended. It's oh. mom. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Okay, that's it. So, that's so what? So what? Yeah. So mom, yeah, I'm pregnant. You're pregnant, Jans <laughs> <laughs> <Yats> Bodkins. <laughs> This is a catastrophe. <laughs> it's it was very dramatic. Yes. Very dramatic. <laughs> All right. Uh so according to uh creator Amy Sherman Palladino, uh she said, you know, it's the kind of thing where we hadn't planned on doing the Netflix movies. Never yeah, say she's never. Right. She said it would just have to be the right time for everybody. Because it was in 2016, she said, it was like the moment where Lauren's like, hmm, and Alexis is like, hmm, and (laughs) Kelly's like, hmm, I'm not done yet. (laughs) So we all just did it. Hmm. There you go. Wow. Yeah, exactly. uh, What what other show does Amy Sherman Palladino? This is Uh, Nasal. That's it. Wow. Yes. That's a great show. Right. So she she created that or she directs created it? it? No yeah. kidding. All right. Well, that's a good one. Maybe I am a Gilmore guy. Maybe I didn't even know it. No idea. Go now back you need to go it. back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, YouTube ranked the most viewed Super Bowl spots on Sunday. Amazon, Facebook, and Jeep emerged victorious with viewership of the ads on YouTube, rising thirty percent uh, year over year. So I guess these are the spots that were on. Yeah. Okay. YouTube. That you could access that were on the Super Bowl. That's what I'm guessing. In I'm addition, in addition to ad views, uh, Google released uh, search trends linked to the Super Bowl. Unsurprisingly, seeing as the halftime show featured Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, uh, Google saw a 3,500 percent spike in Shakira Shakira lyrics. Of course, and a 2,450 percent jump in JLo Tour 2020 searches. What commercial was uh, the most popular or the most searched? Did they provide that information? It just says Amazon, Facebook, and Jeep emerged victorious with viewership of Super Bowl ads on YouTube. Huh. So, yeah, I don't really know. And the Jeep one was the Bill Murray Bill one. Bill Murray, yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, viewership was... Uh, I didn't know this, but it was uh, it was sharply down the last couple of years on the Super Bowl in general. Yeah, okay, yeah, but this year it was up just a slight tick. Hmm. Um, so you never know why. Yeah, I don't know why. It's always a money maker, that's for sure, though. But it was right around a hundred million. It had topped out at over one hundred and fifteen million at one point, or huh. fourteen million. You, I think you freaking imagine that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that size audience. No. And then one last story. Top Gear got new host, and now the car show is moving from BBC Two to BBC One after 18 years. Tonight uh, on BBC One, yes. Top Gear. Yeah. Uh, so it used I, to be on BBC Two and was on, on BBC Three and Four, but now it's on BBC One. Yeah, from 18, 18 years it was Coming on BBC Coming Friday, two. BBC Five. And uh, now on BBC One. <laughs> uh, Andrew Flintoff, Chris Harris, and Paddy McGuinness. Hmm. Uh, first season grabbed 3.8 million viewers last year, up 1.5 million from Matt LeBlanc's season on Top Gear. So. I love the show. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch. I'll jump in and watch three or four episodes. I don't watch it. You know. Yeah, neither do I on a regular basis. Yeah, it's one of those. If it if it kind of catches my eye at that time, I'll, I'll spend some time with it, and it's always good. I love when they do like the the movie stuff when they take the uh, the cars and say, "Could this do this, or yeah. could this car react this way?" And they did a whole. A uh, couple of episodes on the James Bond cars. It was awesome. Nice. All right, we're ready for clips. 
So, Blackish star uh, Marseille, is it Marseille? Marseille Martin? Sure. Has been playing Diane, the youngest of the Johnson family, since she was 10 years old. Six seasons later, she talks about growing up on screen with her character. Here we go. She's in the space of a teenager. She's always been her true self, which I love, and I can express myself in her. So whatever uh, she's thinking about or whatever she's feeling, it's coming out of my, my head. And, I mean, it's always amazing and always something new, too, that I can play with. Shut the f- God. All right, so uh, she's actually really uh, a, a good actress for her age. Oh, you know what? Okay, I, I didn't see the whole movie, but there's a movie called Little uh, that she's in, and uh, she gets she grows. It's, it's basically like Big, is it not? Mm, yes, it's got that right. similar uh-huh. that similar conceit thing. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing her and going, "Wow, okay, she's a talented little actress." Uh, new episode of Blackish returns. Next Tuesday, 9.30 on ABC. Here's the next clip. FBI Most Wanted follows the crime division of the FBI tracking down and capturing the nation's most notorious criminals. In this clip, star Julian McMahon talks about the experts coming to the set to ensure realism. Here we go. When we started on the show, we, we did a whole bunch of stuff with FBI guys in regards to tactical stuff and approaching buildings and coming out of cars. And, you know, it could get quite clunky at some point in time, so it's really good to get some kind of direction in that area. Uh, new episodes of FBI Must Want to Return next Tuesday at 10 on CBS. Uh, Steve and I, over the weekend, have both seen... Um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'd forgotten, Steve, it's funny because it's referenced several times in the movie. Like, you want to come over and watch the FBI? Yeah. Remember the show, yeah, the I FBI? I used to love that show. Too. Take it from the case files of FBI. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> that stuff was, and that was considered, you know, pretty, pretty graphic for the time. Mm-hmm. Love that show. It was, it was Sunday nights. And, it? and you know, it just, the, the. Crime procedurals have just been a mainstay in television. I've never gone out of favor. It, yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. In fact, they've increased in popularity, I would yeah. think, over the years. So, uh, Next Tuesday, 10 o'clock on CBS. All right, and there you go. That's the entertainment report for this morning. Uh, we have several things going on today. Chance for winning $500 if you watched Dr. Oz yesterday. We'll do that around 9.30. I have a question about yesterday's show. Uh, we also have a concert announcement coming up. A couple of guests as well. Bob Harper from The Biggest Loser on the program. David James, a comedian, is going to be at the Helium Comedy Club. Is stopping by as well. And I got some movie screening passes for Sonic the Hedgehog. We have a screening, uh, which is this weekend. It's Saturday at 10 a.m. at the Regal UA Riverview. Uh, that's on Columbus Boulevard. And uh, we'll take five callers, and we'll set you up with the movie passes. 215-263-WMMR. It opens nationwide February 14th, rated PG. If you'd like to go to the movie on Saturday at 10 a.m., Give us a call right now. We'll see if you can get through. We'll be back in a moment. Here comes the MM Army. Join Marissa Magnata tomorrow from 6 to 8 at the Irish Pub on 20th and Walnut in downtown Philly. Marissa will guest bartend to help raise funds for the American Lung Association's Fight for Air Climb and Team WMMR. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. So wild how random things, you know, will pop up in your head. I was just thinking about what a fool I am, what a fool I was as a kid. Because uh, in, uh, like, preschool and kindergarten, yes, I would always refuse to take naps. You know, the, how they would have nap time? Yeah. And now I pray for nap time. Right. Time. <laughs> Do you? In my adulthood. I could use a nap right now. Well, God bless you for that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> my wife's naps. <sighs> Are longer than my night's sleep. Night sleep? sleep? <laughs> oh, 
She uh, takes uh, long uh, ones? She, and, and God, I, I, I admire her because she knows how to do it. She's going to go do this, and she comes back, and she's refreshed. and she's, yeah. It's exactly what a nap is supposed to do. I mm-hmm. can't do it. That I, I do Dr. Rosenpenis gave me this little meditation, uh, Dr. Rosenberg, for you know 20 minutes, and I listen to it, and I kind of go into a state, but... You know when you're asleep, sleep, you know, when you're getting a nap, a rejuvenation, mm-hmm. and it's a difference. I love the 20-minute naps that we've talked about before, yeah. whether it's the caffeine nap or just, like, I'll, I will also use, like, a meditation app that wakes you up. So it's only, you can set it for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Brings you out slowly. Br- yeah. So yeah, Gandalf good. in the Shire. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I've done that. Beautiful I music. Right, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and those, but the apps are, I love it. It's great. I'll usually nap in car line before I pick up yes, Chase. And but... it's time for a coffee enema. <laughs> <laughs> but as as a kid, this would be I, perfect meditation music. My my mom gave special permission for me to not have to take naps at <laughs> just at, because you wouldn't at preschool and at uh, at kindergarten because I just I couldn't go to sleep. I wouldn't do it, well, and I, I I didn't like. I it. I understand that. I have that that that, that, that energy that I was always that that hyperactive ADD kid, yeah. and I did. The, the, I don't. There's toys in this place, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, Who wants to nap? Uh, yeah. Come on, man. There's coloring books. <laughs> but we were just talking about this off air press. And like, what, like I'm doing a juice. I've always wanted to try a juice cleanse. Yeah. And so it's set up for when you wake up, have this with this. And I'm like, okay, when I wake up at 345 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're our, our, my day is much longer than I, I'm you, awake. You'll still be okay. I, yeah. I, I did it. I didn't even finish all of the juices. Like, that's how much they give you. Yeah. That I wasn't even finishing all of them. <laughs> Actually, Nick was, witnessed it. There was one that was so disgusting. How many were you supposed to drink a day? Because th- these are this four a day. Like, yeah, no, I think I think mine was five. Okay, just, so four a day, and then you have like a uh, like a leafy green sort of, yeah, I which think, I have anyway. Like, for, you know, I, I just move my dinner to lunch now <laughs> for this time. Wait, so yeah. do you do you eat anything on this cleanse? You leaf, leafy greens and almonds. Yeah, that was bit, yeah, that was mine too. So I'm I'm like I'm like uh, you know I just always wanted to try the 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 just once, and and this sure. this one was really recommended. But I'm like, God damn, look at look at the schedule. That's for people who live like human beings. Mm-hmm. We don't. Yeah. We're up an incredible amount of time. Exactly. I'm tired all the time. All now. the time. I just can't. All you know what you and need? And I read and you, a you know banjo. Like, <laughs> that'll pep you up. That'll wake me up. <laughs> Yeehaw. Woo-hoo! Uh but but like these cleanses yeah. and all these things, hey, boost your energy, new you, blah blah, bunch of crap. As you're like sleeping in the middle of the I've never had any Wanna kind know of a big secret? Food thing help my energy. Bubonic plague never existed. It yeah. was a uh, a juicing trend. Is that what yeah, <laughs> that wiped out <laughs> all right. half anyway, of Europe. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off. No, get it off your chest. A thought that popped in my head at the last second. Now, one of the things that I have noticed is that uh, well, I guess I'm noticing. Oh my god! Oh my god! It can be, wow. but uh, he didn't I didn't even know it, and he became the noticer. Uh, Sometimes the noticer finds it hardest to notice the things about himself. Uh, this isn't about me. This is just uh, but he some... it's not about him, really. No, uh, obviously Valentine's Day is coming up, so I'm noticing more and more information about dating and. And, uh, you know, obviously romance and all that stuff. We, we try to help with this. That's why we do the mixers and things of that nature. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I saw this article, and it's about um, how you, to make yourself feel more confident on a first date. I bet you I know one of the things. Okay. Put a cucumber in your pants. No. No? I mean, that, you know, 
maybe yeah. that Mike at some point you hope that cucumber is going to come out of there. <laughs> yeah, look at this sucker. Have you ever known anyone who's yes. really yes, a comedian who's put something in their yes. pants to make it look like they have a yeah. big bulge? Uh, it wasn't a cucumber; it was a uh, socks. Okay, yeah. I mean, come isn't on, that like yes. stuff in your bra? Like eventually, the, your partner is going to find out. So why bother lying up front about it? This guy was so, and I think I've mentioned this guy before. Super nice guy, but was so vain. Mm. Like he went bald early. Yeah. Um. You know, and so he uh, he would he would put on his toupee and like do like a little foundation <laughs> to go out to the Seven Eleven. Really? I mean, he never went out without. Going through the process. Kat, I'm probably asking the wrong person, but you're the only woman in the room. Do you ever look at a guy's uh, crotch? <laughs> um, well, like, since it's just us here, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like okay. like a like a bulge. Yeah. Maybe. If there's a prominent yeah. bulge, but it's like, going to catch your eye, right? In inappropriate moments. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, my God, ew. Why yeah. don't you just look at Preston's bulge? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Don't ever do that again. Yeah. I just call yeah. myself. Uh, okay, I was just curious if that does indeed stand out. But to not like, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I got to talk to that guy. Look right. at his like, Yummy, dumb, dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think it's more. Mommy, ex- likey. It's more accidental. My eyes just glance there. And right. I'm like, oh, oh, I just saw that. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. You're disgusting, Kathy. Uh, stop watching and start petting. Susan. <laughs> Trumbetti, matchmaker and CEO of Exclusive Matchmaking, says... I'm the CEO of Matchmakers. Playing a part in picking where and when your first date happens might help you feel more relaxed and therefore more confident. Okay. To this point, and I don't mean to dissect everything, but this sure. is all legitimate information here. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, There was always a go-to for me for oh. a first date. Okay. A restaurant that I liked. I, I never never like an Italian restaurant or something that's going to generate a lot of um, when I was when I was first started dating and I had my you know my part time job money uh, I go to a place that was it was actually a Greek restaurant that had a nice selection of things but nothing to like with sauces or stuff that you'd spill on yourself and uh, you had, it, the room uh, noise was low and I played it and that was my sort of go to I always liked to I, the restaurant thing I found. <sighs> I always felt like okay, if this isn't good, then we're kind of trapped here. You know what I mean? So you look, um, you look for, you look for a, a, like an, an out act, option, an, an activity. Okay, so like a concert, a hockey game. Did you find you could really talk though? Well, that was part of it. I mean, because I see you, you, the, you the, had the, a distraction in case you weren't hitting. That's and, the double edged sword. And if you did hit, if things were good, right. Then the event that you're at didn't matter. You know what I mean? No, you I, could, I hear you. you could talk. You and, do run and a risk. Kind of ignore the event. Yeah, but if this, if it doesn't seem right, hey, at least I got a hockey game to watch. Right, you know, yeah. something like you that. You guys know I've only had one first date in my entire life. Your wife? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Wait I mean, you went right possible? to like the second date. If you had other, yeah, you dated other, other people. Would you, you want to go out about? on a second date with me? Because there you, were no dates. There were no, like, I didn't, it was, it was like hookups in yeah, college. It was mostly home invasions. You know, we like, kind of like knew each other, hooked up a couple times, like, you know, right, like had been that. at parties and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, my, okay. you know, like my ex, before I started dating my wife, I mean, we had been dating for a while and then like she had her birthday and I took her out to dinner for her birthday. That was kind of like technically our first date, but quick quick, we, had been together, we had been together for a little while at that point. So already. I was dating... I mean, I was I I was working with my wife at the radio station WDRE in uh, yeah. New York, 
And we went out to a couple of, of things together. And then I, I informally invited her to go see. I remember Jurassic Park. She was scared crapless. Um, because she, she knew my, my, uh, the legend of me freaking out in movie theaters when people talked, <laughs> but that said, so that was a formal, you never had a formal declared, Hey, you want to go with me too? No. Oh, you know, cause that's a date. No, no, there was, you know, I forgot there, there was one other girl when I was like in the summer between my junior and senior year, we had gone out on a date. All right. I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so two, two dates, two first dates. That's still yeah, low for an adult man right but that's great good yeah. for you you've you know you you, you you nailed it right out of the yeah, game yeah yeah uh so some other things that you can do uh to make yourself more confident for a first date pumping yourself up with music before you uh, uh before the date can make like you is it, what is this dun, 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 dun. feel more confident <laughs> like and pu- mop push- spaghetti and, and do push-ups and a better move yeah yeah, yeah. listen to, uh, to eminem yeah lose yourself yeah uh, or, Steve, you can also do a workout. That's a good get ready for a first date. A workout. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Workout or listen to some music <laughs> or watching something that makes you laugh. That's what used to be my, my thing, Preston. I'd put on a comedy movie. I'd start doing curls to Lisa Lisa and the Cult Champs. Mm, okay. So I had it all going. And then I'd splash on my Axe body lotion and I'd be good to go. You could watch something also that makes you laugh. So before Marissa goes on a first date, she could watch people like push little children over. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, yeah, knock, yeah, them, yeah. knock them to the ground, tackle them. That always cracks her up. <laughs> uh, you might also feel confident if you keep a few news stories or other topics in the back of your mind. Oh, this sounds like loser. So you'd never run out of things to talk about. I think I think you, when you start going to this level, you're setting yourself up to get... Um, uh, to screw up and to get nervous, I, mm. I think you've got to be a little bit more fluid. Just kind of see what happens. Like here, I, let me take out my news story card catalog. Right, uh, news of the day, world. St- I'm going to go into the kicker file. <laughs> These are funny stories that are sort of not time sensitive. Right. Yes. So yeah. an anaconda swallowed its own trainer. <laughs> I went on a few uh, first dates, Steve, and they were only dates. You know, they're yeah, the yeah. only time I went out with that person. And um, it wasn't like they were disastrous or anything like that. But you know if it's not yeah. going to be a second date. Yeah. And and so to go You're through exactly the, right. the Rolodex of your mind and be like, ooh, I should be talking about the caucuses in Iowa last night. <laughs> like, that's just if it's not working, it's not working. And that's okay. Just figure it out and then go on to the next one. To that point, Nick, and to your point, Casey, I never, I always went out with someone I had had encounters with. I ended up. At work would be, you know, because I was always yeah. working at one level or another. Even I was a always, social job, so, too. social job, yeah. And and uh, it ended up being a lot later on. And then, you know, so I did. Or friends, I had friends who became girlfriends. You yeah. know, yeah. I was also thinking about the technique from uh, uh, "There's Something About Mary," <laughs> yeah, which is you know, R- rubbing one out, rubbing one out before yeah. you go. Yeah. And you know, what? before that movie even came out, I absolutely <laughs> used that technique. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris Absolutely, really good advice. It's really good advice. You don't got the baby batter on the brain. <laughs> it does even things out and makes you less. Yeah, you're you're less uh, consumed with that notion. And also, the idea was you could last longer if you ended up getting. If you're oh, really lucky. Yeah. What I would do is I would take. You talk, talk about going to a restaurant on the first date. I would take the date to a restaurant. I could rub one out. In. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. hmm. excuse me for a second. What kind of restaurant is? This? If you need me, I'm going to be over there behind that potted plant. We'll meet at 7 at Tuggies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try the calamari. Right. Uh, but this so-called expert says that it's totally normal to feel a little bit nervous on a first date. 
Uh, that's part of being human. How nervous did you get on your dates? I would get real nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd be very concerned. If it was somebody I was really interested in, uh, I was, yeah, real, and just just initiating the uh, the date itself, asking someone on a date was more nerve-wracking than the date itself usually for me. I always had good um, communication skills. I was able to, you know, get to that point, and it was, that was pretty effortless. But I, but on, before every first date, I would rub 10 out, Preston. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so tired. I can't imagine. I'm just exhausted. I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. Oh, wow. I think because I had been turned down so often in high school <laughs> that I just didn't have the confidence to go to anybody and say, hey, would you like to go out on a date with me? Well, oh, honestly, man. God, yeah. Yeah, well, rejection was oh, It kills you. Horrible. It kills you. Horrible I mean, I even me. lowered my standards, you know? I was like, okay, loser. yeah. I'm like, I'm not going for the cheerleaders. Are you, are you saying we're in the same class together? Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I, I got heartbroken so bad because my standards were way too high yeah. in, in middle school, in junior high and high school. Oh, huh. my God. I was crushed. I had uh, crushed. Yeah. We know we know somebody who uh, um, always, you know, Preston. Aimed way too high. Aimed way too way high. Too God high. bless your, your courage mm-hmm. and your fortitude, but there was no chance in hell ever. Do we know this person? Yeah. Yes, you would know this person. Yeah. Oh, I'll write it down. I mean, even it, just to kind of give you an, uh, an idea of uh, of how low my standards were in high school, uh, and 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 by the way, this girl said no, <laughs> I don't want to go out on a date with you. Uh, we had that Iron Chi Chi contest. Yes, the whole genesis of said Iron Chi Chi contest was because of this girl. Uh, if we go back and back in in, in history. I found out what Chi-Chi was basically through this person, and then we brought it to the show. And I had told you guys a story off the air about it, and then we ended up talking on air about Chi-Chi okay. and blah, blah, blah. So, and then Fish crawled out and, of the and ocean. I was, and I was not good enough for Chi-Chi, girl. You were not good <laughs> enough for prison Chi-Chi. This is the world that you ate prison food. <laughs> a woman who dines on prison food, you were you were not good enough. God, that, that'll well, take the wind you know what, out though, of yourself. God yeah. forbid anything would happen to your current wives. Um, but if you guys were in on a date, uh, uh, first date tomorrow, you'd be much better tomorrow than you were 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, it, your, your lives have changed. You've gotten much more comfortable with yourselves. Sure. And, and you'd feel better about a date now. Yeah, well, I was, but uh, oh god, what a terrifying concept! Right, I know, right? But, uh, I don't. Still. Uh, yeah, I yeah. listen. You know what, it, I, I when I'm out with my, there are times when I'm out in social situations, Nick, with my wife, and I'm seeing you know guys having to go through the process of, uh, and I, you know, I, I hug my wife extra tight. Sure, and, I, and I totally get that, <laughs> and you love her so much. But yeah, I, I was single for about a year, a year and a half, or whatever, and uh, it it can actually be fun. You know, because if you go out with no expectations and just are enjoying yourself, my, one of my best friends from college went out on a ton of dates. Yeah, and he just uses it as an excuse to go out and do something. I used to, night. yeah, I was doing that for a while, and yeah. I, I did what I called the Pepsi Challenge, basically, where I was dating m- multiple people at the same time, and I was I was upfront with everybody saying, yeah, yeah. I, I want to know what I like and don't like about right. people, basically. Exactly. Yeah, and and there were plenty of times where he was like, I'm not really looking for love. I'm just going out to to enjoy myself and spend some time with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go with that mindset, you're going to be just fine. And it gives you a good excuse to rub one out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're looking for an excuse, <laughs> here's one now. Go ask someone out on a date. So remember, according to this expert, pump yourself up with music before you uh, go on the date. Uh, maybe do a light workout or watching something <laughs> that makes you laugh. And have some news stories and topics ready to go for yeah, your first date. <laughs> All right, so I noticed another thing, which kind of oh, yeah. connects a little bit okay. to romance and dating. Sort of. Notice something that corresponds to his first noticing. Kind of. Uh, kind of. So for some adults, 
intense crushes can still happen. And it actually has a name. I found this interesting because of the analytical nature of this story. It's called Limerence. Limerence? Um, that's a power station near you. Uh, no, that's Limerick. <laughs> oh. Wait, what is this? If you're married and then you have an intense crush? Uh, yeah, you're, I guess I, I, even if you're not married, but just a crush in general as an adult. Right. But yeah, oh, okay. It, just yeah, as but an maybe, adult. Maybe married in a relationship, whatever huh. it is. Okay, because we, okay. we call it I slit your jugular. Meaning what? <laughs> if wow. you're married and you have a you have a crush like this, like an intense crush, no, yeah. no, no. What? no. What? I don't. Oh, the... she, she, she'll, they'll kill you if you have a crush okay. on someone else. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's called limerence, or I slit your jugular, right? Yeah. Which is defined as a romantic attraction to another person that typically includes obsessive thoughts, fantasies, and a desire to either form or maintain a romantic relationship with a specific person. Okay, so this is not necessarily if you're married or right. have so someone else. Right, okay. so it's considered an all-consuming, involuntary state of romantic desire. A social psychologist hypothesis. I'd like to apologize to Jennifer <laughs> okay. Gardner and our pool boy, Ben Affleck, <laughs> for incorporating them into my fantasy life. But that's what it is. It's something that's not real. Well, wait right? a second. Also, I have yeah. to ask this uh, one qualifying question. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about someone who's already engaged in a relationship having a crush on someone else or just a crush in general? Well, that's what uh, yeah, Kathy was asking. Not I, think I, I, can, I think it can be either or. Right, right. It's just in general. So social psychologists hypothesize that limerence could be a byproduct of evolution because, in theory, it can be great for helping you fall in love and create a strong connection. But in our modern world, uh-huh. limerence, limerence can be all-consuming and unhealthy. I, you, We've all known people. I, maybe at some point we've all teetered on the edge of it, that all-consuming crush that sure. sort of just hurts in your in your gut because yep. it's, you know, it's not going to happen. But I, you, most of us can pull it back. Well, yes, and if you can't, then you might have then some issues. Going to That's the and then, yeah, then <laughs> you're going to you're Limerick. Going to limerick. <laughs> My freaking boyfriend's got Limericks. Uh, no, you could uh, you could head down stalker path is what right, I'm saying. Right, right, that's, yeah. I assume that's the jump you take. Uh, because, yeah, it talks about obsessions and fantasies and all that stuff. Obsess- I'd like to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Gardner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. Uh, but then you get healthy and you sound like this. I apologize to anyone who's been offended <laughs> by my fictional creations, Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. <laughs> now that guy's, he's on the right path now. He's making a man, I guess it's part of a 12-step program. I, <laughs> giant steps. <laughs> uh, so the experts say that if you're experiencing limerence, you should examine your own life to see what's missing uh, and then figure out how to redirect that energy elsewhere. There's a lot that goes wrong in this world because of redirection and projection. Have <laughs> you yeah. noticed that? Yeah. It's not me, it's you. You're right, exactly. Yeah. So, But I'd never heard that term before, limerence. No. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's outside of adolescence. It's, a, it's an adult who has a crush. What was the worst crush you've ever had in, in your life? Favoring the latter years. It, yeah. it, it's less typical when you get, you have some dating under your belt. Uh, in, in my, uh, well, okay, there was a girl, here's a girl named Karen in middle school who I just, she didn't even know I existed, but I was in love with her. She was like a cheerleader. Oh. She was redhead. Didn't, and no conversations, no hanging out and time. And she was younger than me. I think she was like a grade younger. 
and she was just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I got nervous around her, yeah, you know, that type of thing. But I just I so desperately wanted to date her. <laughs> yeah, and just no. She's way out of it's my league. It's just not going to happen. Way out of my Did life. someone give you the, the come to Jesus speech, or you just figured it out? No, eventually? I figured it out. Karen Sadler, I think, was her name. And <laughs> did, I, you you could, ever, did you ever check out online to see? Uh... I'm sure I did at yeah, some yeah, point yeah. or another. I haven't in a long time. You know what? Let me write that down. Remember from school days? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? No. It, she wouldn't even know if if you wouldn't were even know to you. approach her now and say if you if you guys were to call her and say hey yeah we do this radio show this guy Preston you remember you went to school with him well he had a crush on you you want to come on the show she'd be like I have no Who? idea who you're oh, really? what is this I think so or maybe, wouldn't well, it be wild if she had a crush on me I was like I loved that I guy don't remember Preston <laughs> yeah. at all I had a crush on a gentleman named John DeBella. <laughs> what. Uh, yeah, it's it's. How uh, about you? Did you ever have a, a, a just a, never, a crush? Never like. No. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, uh, t- on oh. some levels, but not just all consuming. Actually, one of my earliest crushes was back in like sixth grade. Uh, a girl named Kelly, and she actually uh, like she wished me happy birthday on Facebook the other day. So, oh, it's on. Uh, oh. Yeah, exactly. I knew it. Your private messenger <laughs> <laughs> twisting the knife, you sick bitch. Is her Preston? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Where's she from? Is she from St. Louis? Uh, I can't tell. Case I looked up Karen Sadler on uh, on Facebook. Well, so oh, she just the first just one moved that in. Pops up. There's probably more than one. Well, just moved one. into Harleysville, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> this one lives in Iowa City. No, that's uh, not her. That's definitely not her. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't Kelly. It was Maureen Kelly. Okay. Maureen Kelly. And she, yeah, she actually, uh, I had, in sixth grade, I had a total crush on her. But I never, I never tried to follow up on that. I, I didn't have the balls to do it. Uh, yeah, I guess you know? I was always able to contextualize. Uh, there was Terry Donatio, Tracy Phillip. I remember the names. But I remember every now and then someone of, like, my, what I felt was in the same league, like a guy that was in the same league as me, uh, aiming high and getting the girl and going, how? Now, why didn't I how? do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, you, you should try. You should pay them, Preston. That's okay. what I do. <laughs> you should definitely try. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, but that condition is called limerence, and I did not know that. So we're going to segue out of relationships, if you don't mind. I have another story. No, I'd you're segueing out of love. Yeah. Uh, this is actually, this is uh, about relationships between men and women, but on a professional level. So right. I found this kind of interesting. A recent Harvard study found men who worked for men were able to schmooze their way to a promotion or raise. But for women, schmoozing a male boss did not help. And female bosses didn't reward schmoozing at all, no matter who was doing it. So female bosses would not reward schmoozing from female employees. Or male. I've heard some women say that it's harder to work if they're... If they're working for a woman, that it could be more difficult. I I don't know more difficult, but I believe that that uh, women have a BS meter and that uh, the schmoozing thing just ain't gonna fly at work. Mm. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I don't I don't think you can schmooze other women who are in a management position. Or, I just don't think so. And I could also see like maybe accepting the schmoozing and then you know like hey can I have a raise and they're like yeah 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 and then they walk out and they're like no. Nah. Kathy's got a good thing she does with Bill. Like, every day around one o'clock you go down and give him a gentle shoulder massage. Oh, right? Stop it. <clears throat> mm. What constitutes an actual schmooze? A schmooze just- is like just just like a 
Brown nosing, palling around, brown nosing a little bit. Yeah, that's I think what that's I right. Think. That's yeah. what I, when I hear schmoozing, I think I think brown nosing a little bit. A schmooze is a, is a light. Your nose, just the tip of your nose is in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Would it, would it be considered schmoozing if you prank call your boss in the middle of a meeting two times oh my oh my God. in a row? That was great. That's antagonizing. Oh, that's antagonizing. That's not schmoozing. No, that works against you. But schmoozing uh, is uh, tell them about some thick party that's coming up or something like that. Okay, that'll be sick. I mean, it's weird because you know um, you could just be you're a nice person and you're it's just very, it's very and, and you're nice to everybody equally. I, not you know just because it's a boss. You know, to that point, I think schmoozing is perhaps um, friendly work interaction with intent. Right. You know. Yeah. Okay. I see right. what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, the researchers theorize this whole thing is because men can more easily schmooze higher-ranking men than women can. They also found, for example, that when a male employee who smoked uh-huh. started working with a male manager who smoked, they, too, tended to take smoke breaks together, and the male employee was much more likely to be promoted than a non-smoker. Well, this dynamic is diminishing now as less and less mm. people smoke, and it's more and more buildings forbid it. Yep. Right, but they, it's there's illegal. still smoking areas. I mean, like here, there's two. Where smoking are they? Areas. I never. I, I, so I, I have a hard enough time figuring out where I can park. Yeah, on the diagram that shows yeah, you yeah, where yeah, the parking yeah. is. There's yeah. a smoking area. It says designated uh, smoking area. Steve's. Yeah. At, they're at the far ends. Okay. of the building. And also, there are bosses that um, don't work in office buildings. So, um, you know, some other places True. where all right, you know, people smoke warehouses and. Yeah, work sites and work stuff sites, like that. Smoke, smoke shops. Like that. Yeah, smoke, smoke shops. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the smoke shop doesn't smoke. That's weird. <laughs> What's that? I said the owner of the smoke shop doesn't smoke. That's weird. You know, did, did you go to if yeah. the owner of the smoke shop. Yeah, that would oh, be okay. weird, right? It's like the uh, no. yes song. Okay. Yeah, my smoke shop owner, owner Dave. Of a smoke shop. <laughs> I mean, Sam Malone was a recowering alcoholic. You know, so there were and he owned a bar. Yeah, yeah it does true. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a plot line on Friends. You know, Rachel started smoking because she was oh, yeah, falling right. behind on on uh, her coworker and wasn't schmoozing <laughs> enough with her boss, so she took up smoking in order to spend more time with her boss. And I knew I had a friend that worked at Vanguard, and he started smoking out of boredom. Because he hated his job so much, but yeah. he, he would end up uh, hanging out with his boss more because they both ended up being, you know, cigarette smokers. Uh, my buddy Jeff has never smoked a cigarette in his life. Uh, used to he got he got uh, uh, disciplined for taking smoke breaks with the other smokers in his office. Well, that was the friends concept. Yeah, she, she was taking the break, and they were like, "You're not smoking. Go That's back it, in to work." It happened to Jeff. She said, that, that, "That is BS. Uh-huh. That is BS." Yeah, I, I well, I'm, I'm taking a Mentos break. I'm addicted to Mentos. Yeah, I'm taking a nicotine gum break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what? If the smokers are allowed to take a break, yeah, totally. Right? And that's simply that's simply something you've you've chosen to do. Yeah, every day at two you o'clock, I it. eat an entire London broil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I'll do it out in front of the. And building. I'm a vegetarian, yeah. so I'm not allowed to go with you. Right, right. My friend works with a bunch of smokers. They work uh, inside a building uh, in the city, and they've got to go um, downstairs and outside to go. So it it takes a it bit takes of a time. While. Everybody's going to get in the yeah. elevator. They got to go outside. And she said, "I don't go out for these breaks." She said, "I want to add up my time that's, that I'm not taking on smoke breaks and leave an how hour long, early." How long? If you were to guess, how long? How long are they peeling off on non uh, condone? Well, so non condone breaks. Uh, like Case Hal or whoever, how long does it take to smoke 
one cigarette. About five minutes. So five minutes. And I mean, if it's somebody like her who's traveling or, or right. the people yeah. she works with. The elevators big... getting everybody to get about a half hour, would you say? Is that yeah, ridiculous? I, that might be a little All long, right. but maybe like 15, 20 minutes by the time they get back up and actually working. Yeah. yeah. And how often are they going out? And like, a couple you know, times a day. I mean, it's, through, it's, you know, it's a nine to five job. So they're going out a few and, times. Yeah. And they might go out and have two cigarettes. I mean, normally, you know, people don't smoke two cigarettes in a row. But if um, I'm not going to have a cigarette for you know a couple hours all right let me just let me double up here. there was someone here for a while who i the only time i ever saw this person is when they were going out on a smoke break really yeah 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 all huh. the time and and uh i'm like wow man that's uh that's that's a, seems to be a large portion of the work day yeah, yeah and then there were the lazy co-workers who would occasionally smoke in the bathroom yeah on the fourth floor was not me wait here yeah. who was it really there's some people. a cigarette yeah wow just because they didn't feel like going outside yeah you know really? who it was yeah yeah Okay. I'll tell you off. I've never smelled cigarettes in that, oh, in yeah. that bathroom right there. Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. No kidding. I, I saw somebody... a guy, Casey, he rolled up a thing of toilet paper and started smoking it. It was just the weirdest thing. <laughs> no, no I, there was somebody who uh, would smoke in the um, stairwell all the way down in the East okay. Lobby. Or Yeah. Wait a minute. This text here, some companies are giving non-smokers five extra vacation days since they don't take breaks. Perfect. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's wow. now that's a that's a nice thing to do. That's yeah, incentive in both directions. I mean, yeah. it's incentive to quit smoking yeah. and uh, to you know to, for more vacation time. Yeah. By the way, speaking of uh, smelling like smoke, I've heard from multiple people that apparently the hallways have been smelling like poop yesterday. Like feces. Yeah. Really? It was disgusting. Here. I haven't here? smelled it yet. Yeah. Which, which hole in particular? Uh, out by our bathroom. So going out by the uh, elevators, and then uh, making a left. I smelled it yesterday. That well, bathroom is, that... is no man's land these days. But I sometimes the sometimes I don't go to it anymore. The no. plumbing here, like yes. it, it, and you'll walk into the bathroom and there'll be like a terrible smell. Well, and the, the bathroom all the way down the hallway, Steve, to the left. If you go to the far end, they're completely redoing that. Yeah, it smells like a spa. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but there's nothing in there right now, so I'm wondering. There are if... no toilets or anything. No. no it's, it's gutted, yeah. so I'm wondering if the plumbing down there is affecting the smell in the rest of the hallway. No, it's the mail chute. I apologize, guys. Did I, you put the mail chute in the mail chute? Well, they I, don't use it anymore. They, they took it out. Yeah. That's why you're just pooping against the wall now. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Oh, oh, man. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured it would dribble into the slot somewhere. <laughs> is that wrong? It's funny because I never feel that my own stench is offensive to anyone, yet I'm sure it's absolutely yeah. ghastly. Thank you for raising a point here, by mm-hmm. the way. A, a, a subtle, it'll work into my point. Um, the lost art of the courtesy flush. Mm. Uh, it, it you do drives, it. I know uh, when yes. you give a courtesy flush. Yes. I've seen you do it. Yes. I've heard you do it. Yes. Yeah. Right? I only do it to mask the sound coming out of my hiney. Okay. That's I it. could see that. But yeah. Well, I think I the do... courtesy flush is to remove said material and, and uh, lessen and the Said the odors. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's it's it, to me it's the ultimate. Hey, how are you? Uh, but apparently it's it seems to be more than just coming out of the bathroom. It's like it was in the hallway, like the whole hallway. Yeah, and, and I don't know oh. what the source was, but it, I smelled it clearly twice yesterday when leaving our uh, our offices. And by the way, speaking of our offices and all the construction and all that sort of stuff, I was told uh, that this lobby is going to be usable. I mean, even walking through the front doors and all that, like within three weeks, I heard. Two, I heard. Oh, that's cool. So we have a, wow. an atrium lobby, whatever you want to call it, that's built out now in front of our windows here inside uh, the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd be curious to see when it's uh, up and running fully. Hey, going back to the smoking thing, I want to go to Pat here who has a comment. Hey, Pat, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, ma'am? Hey, uh, we, I work at the post office, and we had this chart made up for all these people that used to smoke. And, you know, we would... 
mark down how many times you went out for a cigarette to add up your accumulated smoke breaks so that, you know, and then they would take their normal break on top of it and be like, well, you know, I didn't get a break. Well, wait a minute. You went out and smoked 10 cigarettes at five minutes apiece. What's that? An extra 50 minutes you're not working. <laughs> yeah. So they would, they, they, they would officially keep track of that, or you guys just kind of did it no, on we, your own? We, we did it on our own. Oh, and yeah. Of course, you know, it'd be like, well, I wasn't out there for that long. And, well, wait a minute, now you smoked two cigarettes while you were out there. Yeah. You know, you chit-chatting and everything else. And, you know, it was just funny. You sit there. And no, I agree. It, it, just, it just seems weird to, to, uh, to penalize other employees for not. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, Thanks, they're kind man. of making a, a good case to, to let people just smoke at their desks, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and drink. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Gamble? Yeah, can I go out for a glass of wine? I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> hey, listen, the old, uh, the old cocktail lunch thing. Absolutely. Some people do that. Just keep it in your car. Yeah, that's right. Right, just drive faster. So <laughs> yeah, it's better to work. All right. Anyway, uh, if you schmooze with, uh, with a male boss, if you're a man, you can schmooze with your male boss. Uh, and it might work. If yeah. you're a female and you have a male boss, it usually doesn't work. If you have a female boss, it doesn't work for anybody. Right. According to the, or at least in most cases, according to the study. Statistically. You know it's not that kind of interesting. I'm taking Joe out for lunch today. I figure maybe I'll ask him about it then. You guys drinking? Yeah. No, no. I'm just no. going to take him out for lunch and I'm going to pay for him to get a massage. All right. <laughs> Very good. I saw you, by the way, Casey attack hugged. Joe Bell, <laughs> who's our who's our group manager here, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the main boss here. What does that mean? And he was in he was in the he was in the kitchen, uh-huh. and Casey and Joe are about the same height or something yeah. like that. And stand up, I'll yeah. show up. <laughs> Joe's standing there talking to somebody. By the way, and Casey comes over, he goes, hey, "Oh my god, are you serious? I swear to God, I wasn't thinking straight, guys. <laughs> it was. I'm like, okay, I got. And like... Joe's a good guy. He's got a great sense of humor. But I'm like, he was in the middle no, of the, the conversation." conversation. With Somebody. It was not an important conversation. Oh, that's part of the So here's the conversation for So how long is she expected to live? Right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I uh, just thought I'd pass that little information along. A couple things I noticed. We're going to have okay. to take a break, though. Thank you very much, Casey, for the music. Uh, we do have some stuff coming up. We have a uh, chance for winning 500 bucks if you watch Dr. Oz yesterday. It's going to be around 930 or so. We have a concert announcement this morning and a couple of guests who are, are going to be popping up. In the meantime, we're going to break, come back, and get to the B file. So stay with us. We'll do that shortly. and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain where the snow comes first. The sled-deemed Best Design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The Best Live Live Anchors Up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuervo themed sled. And somewhat of a gag gift for the Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. For the MMR VIP lift ticket pre-sale, the sooner you buy, the less you pay. Through February 23rd, lift tickets are just 10 bucks while supplies last at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Tattoos Day today. Chance for you to win a President Steve Tattoos from world famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Text word tattoo to 39333. And at some point this morning, 
We're going to grab a winner. It might just be you. We're going to do the Bizarre File now, though. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, uh, let's get right into this. We're going to start with this. A Michigan man was arrested early Saturday morning after police said he peed off of a St. Petersburg nightclub balcony, hitting two women sitting on a bench below. Ew. His boy. Uh, Jack Estes Debrand... Debrabander. Yeah. That's a hell of a oh, name. Deborah Bander. Deborah Bander. Yes. Was arrested on two charges of simple battery after the incident. Police said Deborah Bander... Was on, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Peed off the balcony. Deborah Bander? Deborah peed off the balcony. No, his name is, his last oh, name okay. is Deborah Bander. Because I'm like, how do you swing in that? His name is Jack Estes Deborah Bander. All right, there we go. Uh, so police said Deborah Bander was on the upper level balcony of the club overlooking the sidewalk when he stepped to the railing and started peeing on the sidewalk below. Two women sitting on a bench below were, quote, struck in the face, mouth, oh, head, man. hands, and arms. With the defendant's urine as they looked up to see what was hitting them. Gross. Of course. Officers noted that uh, Deborah Bander, who records his uh, record, who records list as having an address <laughs> in East Lansing, Michigan, was intoxicated and uncooperative. <laughs> he was booked in the Pinellas County Jail. Well, that's just disgusting. By the way, all these freaking stories. I was in St. Petersburg over the weekend. Yeah. These stories all take place in St. Petersburg. Oh, geez. Did you notice any of this going I on? I didn't notice you any of You were too busy peeing off your balcony, I was, you? yeah. A domestic argument turned repulsive Friday evening when a Florida woman smeared dog feces in her fiancé's face. Wow, man. Sheriff's deputies responded to a disturbance call at a St. Petersburg home, spoke to a man who said he had been engaged in an argument with his fiancé, Jane Marie Faulkner. See, that's why my wife is keeping that tub of dog poop. <laughs> During the uh, confrontation, the man told cops that Faulkner repeatedly hit him and smeared dog feces in his face. Oh. Faulkner, who was intoxicated, reportedly spontaneously admitted to, de- to de- deputies that she did smear dog feces in the face of the victim. Yes, I did that. Uh, Faulkner was unwilling to provide any more details of the argument. <laughs> what more do you need to know? She was arrested on a domestic battery charge after deputies judged her to be the primary aggressor during the confrontation. Well, why did you smear dog feces in his face? By the way, Faulkner's rap sheet includes convictions for grand theft, disorderly intoxication, possession of drug paraphernalia, careless driving, battery, disorderly conduct, marijuana possession, resisting an officer with violence, theft, and narcotics possession. So this is uncharacteristic. Uh, it's unknown whether the wedding is off due to the <laughs> oh. events of the weekend or not. A dispute between two men started with one of them urinating in public early Saturday morning. Is this Florida as well? And ended, I think this might be Florida, Steve. Yeah, in Pensacola. Yep. Right. Dear Lord. Uh-huh. And it so it ended with both men getting their guns out and shooting at each other. Yeah! Uh, Captain Paul Burt said their neighbors, the man who confronted the urinating man at about 7.30 a.m., ended up being shot in the face and transported to the hospital. Burt said they got into dispute because one of them was urinating in a yard or in a street. Either I think one, I'm going to have to shoot you in the face now. Either, in the face! In the face! Either one was inappropriate, and that started an argument. The man... Angry about the public urination, went to his vehicle, got a gun, and began firing shots. The other man, who had finished urinating, went to his vehicle, also retrieved a gun, and returned fire. The one who was mad about the guy peeing is the one who fired the first shots, and then he got shot in the face. Okay. Apparently, it's not life-threatening. 
Uh, it says here he walked himself to the helicopter. He has a helicopter? No, they, they sent oh. one, I guess. He was flown. I got to go take my helicopter to the hospital now. <laughs> After being shot in the yeah. face? That's why I keep this helicopter in case I get shot in the face during a, a piss battle. Uh, he was flown to a hospital in Pensacola for treatment. <laughs> no one has been charged in the shooting yet. Uh, the, he's... A lot of times these things just end up... With no charges pressed. Birch said that we'll turn the investigation over to the district attorney. Huh. Neighbors, right? A 38-year-old man was arrested after threatening to kill his co-workers because they made fun of him after he shaved his beard. Now, I saw that, to to add to this, I saw the the mugshot. The guy has long hair, too, and that'll come into play here in a moment. All right, San Antonio police were called to a local chemical manufacturing facility after workers said a temporary employee, William Sturtz, started making threats like the Columbine shooting and saying he would use chemicals to dissolve the bodies and make explosives. Now, Sturtz had shaved his full beard the night before, and another employee made comments about Sturtz being a new employee and that the company was hiring a new female he had long hair. Because he had long hair. Yes. So had Sturtz made his intentions to kill everyone uh, well, known before this? No, no, no. So he went back to his oh, workstation right. after the comment and said, what is his problem? Hasn't he ever heard of Columbine before? Uh-huh. He is the reason for workplace violence. All right. So Sturtz was arrested. He was charged with uh, terroristic threats, by the way. I bet you he took a lot of smoke breaks, right, Preston? Probably. but And he doesn't have sleeves either. I'm looking at the picture of him. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Last story. Yeah. Uh, carefully hire a 33-year-old man allegedly stole from a previous employer and then needed a reference for a new job. Robert Thomas Kotara was employed at the victim's cheer and tumbling gym as a coach last January. The cheer and tumbling gym? Yeah, so it's for, you know, gymnastics. Oh, cheerleaders. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, so the victim was in the process of opening a new gym and asked Kotara to take the victim's trailer and equipment to the new gym. But Kotara allegedly took the items and never returned. After several failed attempts, for four months, contact Kotara and get the items back. The victim received a call from the owner of another gym asking for information about Kotara, who had just been hired. He had apparently put them down as a reference, the people that he stole from. And they called him. Yes, exactly. Uh, so when the victim told the owner what had happened, she told the victim that Katara had sold the trailer to her husband for the gym, this new gym. Do you have any references? Well, the guys I stole this from. Uh, he was charged with theft after the incident, of course. And there you go. That is what we have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Case, give me some of those uh, movie screening passes. Yeah, buddy. So we got a screening of Sonic the Hedgehog coming up on Saturday. It's a 10 a.m. screening. And it will be at the Regal UA Riverview Plaza on South Columbus Boulevard. If you'd like to go, I'll take uh, seven callers, and we will give you passes. 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, it's going to hit theaters nationwide February 14th, and it is rated PG-13. So give us a call right now. Marissa, you wanted to plug an event or something coming up. What you got? Yeah, actually, tonight I'm going to be guest bartending at the Irish Pub. Um it is starts at six. I will be behind the bar starting at seven o'clock. It is the fight for air climb for the American Lung Association, a kickoff party. Oh. So just like Nick does a stair climb with LLS, um, this is going to be. I'm considering this one a practice one because I've never done one of these before. So it's a lead up. It's about six weeks before. You're Nick's. practicing at the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a, three steps into the Irish pub. This is a kickoff to sign up for the event. Oh. Yeah. How 
Oh, perfect. But it's tonight at the Irish Pub um, with the American Lung Association. They'll have people there uh, explaining the event. They're going to have a discount for sign-ups and um, just information about the American Lung Association. When you, when, nice. you, when you do the climb, where is what building is that going to be in? Do you know? Mm, it's one on Market Street. Comcast, okay. too. I think it's um, it's either Logan. No, no, no. It's the one that Nick Murphy got married in. On oh, really? Arch. What's it? The Verizon Nick? building, right? Logan, <laughs> Verizon, something. It's the one. Okay. Don't talk to me. Three Logan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Come out tonight to Irish Pub, 6 to 8, and we'll, you'll have all the information there. All right, cool. Thank you, Marissa. All right, we need to take a break. We're going to do that very thing. We'll come back in just a moment or two. Stay with us on this Tuesday morning. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I uh, went to Florida for a quick uh, weekend visit my mother uh, had fallen, broken a couple of her ribs, so she needs my my she lives with my sister, needs some help, so I went down there to assist. Um, and at one point, uh, my mom says to me, "Hey, press, you know, I'm hungry. Pray us. Ma- can you make something to eat for me?" I said, "Sure." She oh God, goes, I saw this. She goes, "Will you make me a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich?" And I go. What? Peanut butter and mayonnaise? Are you serious? <laughs> Seriously, you're not joking about that? No, no. Yeah, please. You know, I'm like, it's gonna taste like your nutsack. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I go over and I start to make it. That's your nutsack. There's mom, <laughs> and I uh, I started to like I. It was disgusting <laughs> to me <sighs> putting this sandwich together. So I'm like, I have to document this. I whip out my phone, and because m- my mom couldn't wrap her mind around the the thought that I felt that this was gross. She's like, what are you talking about? She's you like, were never, no memory of ever being served this as a kid? Does she claim oh, you Oh, she have? definitely didn't serve it to me. I okay. never had that. And I don't remember seeing her eating it as a kid. And either I have repressed these memories. Yeah, yeah. A, a therapist yeah. can or, get at it. Or she was just doing it on the sly or whatever. So I make the sandwich and and so I'm taking pictures, and she's like, I can't believe you find this strange. And I go, Mom, I'm posting this on social media. And she goes, why? And I said, well, because you're going to see the comments, and uh, people are going to find this gross. She's like, I don't think that. I go, sit back and watch. Uh-huh. Did you read the comments to Oh, her? yeah, it, which was great because it entertained her for yeah, a while yeah, yeah. because she's, you know, she's in pain and everything. Um, and so... I have 481 comments. Oh, my God. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the majority of the people think it was gross? Overwhelmingly. Yeah. Okay. Now, some of them were like, yeah, I used to eat this, or I haven't had that really? in a long time, or my parents ate that, and the consensus to people who did have it was that it is a Southern thing, okay? So, for abused okay. children. Maybe. Yeah. But while I was there, my uncles came by for a visit, you know, my mom's brothers, 
And uh, I, we were telling them about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, love those. I haven't, oh, had, I haven't wow. had it in a long oh my time. God. My mom said the the real kicker though is you throw a banana on there, okay, and then you got a home run. Now I've had peanut butter and, and, and nanner sandwiches. That's an Elvis yeah. special, and they're and they're, and they're fried. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're they're very good. But mayonnaise, Preston, please tell me that you used Hellman's. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Miracle Whip or any any kind of abomination like that. But yeah. Casey, is this something you've had? Never, ever, ever. I find this to be extremely repulsive. However, I want to try it. <laughs> because really? I do like mayonnaise. I do like okay. mayonnaise. And well, I have we, can, we can swing this. We yeah. can get this. If we, so yeah. the way my uncle described it to me, he says, yeah, it makes it creamier. Oh. And I was like, okay, mm. right. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but I still. Can we just get creamier peanut butter? <laughs> yeah, can we just, exactly. That's when you have to say, shut I, up, old man. I can't wrap my mind around that. See, I just, uh, no. I'm not a good judge of this because I hate mayonnaise so to me this was even this was terrible now something else sweet in the sweet family with peanut butter yes i can see that but mayonnaise is not there's no no sweetness in my i do like mayonnaise i I like hellman's mayonnaise i use hellman's light mayonnaise and i i enjoy it i can even work up uh, occasionally the uh, uh, craft miracle whip but it's not mayonnaise yeah this so i as a, a, a southern thing preston as i said before my mom was a southern cook and would make Mashed potatoes with mayonnaise in them. So mayonnaise would work its way into a lot of stuff. I have never heard of mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwiches. No. I mean, for the first time ever, two or three summers ago, I had uh, peanut butter and honey. And I thought that was delicious. That actually sounds sounds pretty good. Because you have honey and peanut butter bars. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and they, they're, they're, it's sweet and sweet. I could, you know, those and I, things But I had never heard of that before. But to me, when I heard of it and, and I saw it, I'm, well, yeah, that, of course that makes sense. This right here makes... No sense whatsoever. Well, yeah, I, I think this would be a perfect compliment to like a lemon meringue and anchovy pie. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the picture that I posted myself of this sandwich that I made, and it's it's making me a little ill. I Did just, you nibble? Did you no, try? No, no, you no. You wouldn't no, go anywhere no. near it. I don't want to. Yeah, no. I, I not, can't no. do it. Uh-uh. Um, all right. So we got a lot of calls coming in. Let me go to let me go to Tucker. Hey, Tucker, how you doing? Hey, Preston. Good morning, Tucker. It, it was actually one of the first ones to comment on this. Oh. I believe on my on my post. If peanut I butter mayonnaise is my favorite sandwich. I eat it all the time. Really? I have lots of friends and ex-girlfriends that tried it and still eat it now. Really? How many girlfriends became ex-girlfriends <laughs> once you introduced <laughs> it? Uh, so, so to that point, um, I, I calorically and everything, this is not good, right? No. No. Well, you're not doing it for that, though. You're no. not doing it for your diet. In case you're doing it for the chicks. Yeah. My but 92-year-old you... father claims to have invented it. Oh, really? Oh, yes. oh, really? There's, always, there's always a family member that claims to have invented a food product. Uh, all right. Thanks, Tucker. I invented I stew. It. But I mean, like, yeah, peanut butter and and, and honey—that's not going to be calorically good either. It's gonna no be over the top. No, so. it's uh, you know, again, you're not doing it because you're on a diet. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to try this, and then there, you know what? I'm thinking there's something that I've always wanted to try, um, and uh, it, it's uh, milk and Pepsi. That was on Ew. Laverne and oh, Shirley. We, we did actually. You may have forgotten. I think we had it on the show here. And uh, did we uh, really? Yeah. Because I to say me, we did. That. That, we did yeah. Because we we likened them to um, it was like gross. egg creams and things of that nature. They're, okay, I, I've always yeah. loved that taste. Are you a fan, Preston? No. Milk and Pepsi? No. Okay. <laughs> no. 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 They no, drank no, that no. on Laverne and Shirley all the time. That was their go-to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm down with that. Um, but I assume they made that <laughs> up. Because it was just seemed weird or gross, right, for the show? No, I think... I Was it a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. I knew about it. Milk and Pepsi wow. was always a thing. Okay. In fact, the um, 
so what goes into an egg cream? I don't know. I've never had an egg okay, cream. Okay, so uh, I, it's always my understanding this is one of the parts of an egg cream. I, that was explained to me, but I don't know. Uh, but I always liked the taste. It always seemed like a like a like a uh, like a ice cream parlor drink. Do you remember Orange Julius? Oh, uh, yes. That yeah, was yeah. essentially it was orange juice with an egg in it. Okay. And and some sugar. Oh, and really? We used to make them at home. Yeah, and you, oh. and you blend it and that frothy stuff on the top. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think the egg does that. That's, oh, they, that's what that comes from. There's um oh, I forget the name of the bar, but anyway, the um some uh uh some bartenders who make cocktails will put like a little bit of egg in it. To Is put it egg that, white or yolk? Or to put that to froth, froth at the top. Yeah. Whole so egg. an egg cream, do you have a... Yeah, it? Steve, despite the name, it contains neither eggs nor cream. Uh, it's milk, carbonated water, and or some flavored um, soda. Right. And then a syrup of some type. Son so, of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. so it could be I chocolate, vanilla, that. whatever. So that's um, why I like... Yeah, I think that's why I always liked it. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to uh, Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. Yeah, Luke. Yep. What's that? <laughs> I said Gadzooks. There oh, we Gadzook. go. Gadzooks to you, sir. Couldn't hear you. All right. What's up, Bob? Okay. I'm one of eight kids, and my mother, 50 years ago, we were in elementary school, and my mother would make our lunches for us, and she would have an assembly line going, and she would be making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and she would make ham and cheese sandwiches. Well, she mixed up putting them together one time, and I got a peanut butter, mayonnaise, and cheese. Sandwich. Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and cheese. And how did yes. that go down? It went down very good. I eat so this day. Wow. You eat them to this day. Oh it was a happy accident. It's like comfort food. Okay. And if, and if an Ajax container had spilled over onto the sandwich, that'd be part of it as well. I, got I guess so. But the, the, the bad thing is somebody got a jelly mustard and ham sandwich. Oh. <laughs> well, that's like a like Monte Cristo almost. Thanks, man. Uh, jelly mustard and ham is like a minus the mustard, but like jelly and ham, isn't that like Monte Cristo? Monte Cristo is, uh, it's a, it's, um, what the hell is a Monte Cristo? Monte Cristo, you you take essentially French toast, uh, and then turkey and apple and, uh, cheese. I've never, I've never put jelly on my, uh, Monte Cristo. There's jelly on it. I just know it. You'd have to look up what a Monte Cristo. Oh, here we go. Monte (laughs) Cristo. (laughs) Nick, Nick pulled it up already. I don't think there's jelly. Uh, it's the sandwich is savory rather than sweet. Traditionally, is dipped entirely in egg mm. batter and pan fried. There you go. That's that's your uh, uh, French toast. Uh, though it may also be deep fried, which includes sliced turkey. Some areas of the U.S. serve it grilled, and others it's an open sandwich. Mm. And the only bread, uh, which the only the bread battered and the assembled sandwich heated slightly under. A grill or boiler. You can serve it with syrup or preserves or jelly. So yeah, I've always had it with syrup. Case. Okay. Or yeah. mayonnaise. So there's your... Yeah. <laughs> with mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. But you, you eat the mayonnaise separately in a cup. By right? the way, our buddy Matt Ritter over at yeah. uh, Subaru said, I grew. he just texted me, he said, I grew up on peanut butter and mayo every day for lunch through middle school. Look at how hairy his knuckles are. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's what hairy knuckle sandwich. That's what That's clearly oh, the hair. nutrients involved in growing hand hair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, Preston, I just got an email from Matt Ritter, our buddy over at Subaru. Oh, you yeah. did? Okay, yeah. sorry. sorry. Uh, let me go to... Uh, Wait, I just got an email from Matt Ritter. <laughs> let me go to uh, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Rachel, what's up? So, growing up, my father, every day for lunch, my mother made him peanut butter, mayonnaise, and cheese sandwiches. Just like the last caller. The, the cheese thing yeah. is, is an addition you would scarcely imagine, Preston. Yeah. And I'm sitting here listening to all these callers, and still to this day, that makes me gag. Yeah, yeah. And does he still eat it? 
He still eats it to this day, although his cholesterol is high now. So yeah. his doctor told him to cut it out. The doctor told him to throw a pork chop on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, yeah, the peanut butter, uh, there, there's some things, yes. Uh, I, I love peanut butter. It's so great all by itself. Well, next week I'm doing a peanut butter and mayonnaise cleanse. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't, to me, we, we you know, we they, we go down this, this road occasionally and people, you know, talk about their, their things. The weird combinations. The, the weird combinations. I, I, I just don't see this one getting together. I, yeah. I, it taste-wise, I, and I'm, I'm pretty open-minded to some of this stuff. It just doesn't seem to work. I was just listening, so I just started listening to another audio book. It's uh, Stephen King. It's Carrie. And yeah. at, the, at the beginning, he does a uh, um, a forward, and, and he talks about when he was a struggling uh, writer. At the beginning, he made up the, his own dish, a casserole. I forgot what he called it, but essentially it was peanut butter. It was Cheerios wrapped in peanut butter and deep fried. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Does Carrie? Um, uh, I would book? imagine peanut butter and Cheerios could be okay together. Yeah. I, I feel like peanut butter and anything is okay together. Like if you are Almost. a mayonnaise Even fan, mayonnaise. then then sure. <laughs> you know, I I just don't like mayonnaise. Well, here you go. John added something to, to peanut butter. It should never be done. Hi, John. You're on the air. Good morning. Oh, you're right. Delco. <laughs> there, oh, no. well, there you go. Oh, no. That makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What are they eating, Delco, John? The bus now, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, peanut butter and pickles. Peanut butter yeah, and pickles. No. Sandwich? An occasional slice of cheese. With an occasional slice of cheese. Okay, I take back my you can put peanut butter with everything. I mean, cheese and pickles, I'm okay yes. with. Yes. Well, I mean, don't need the we're peanut speaking butter. from a point of not having tried it. I just, uh, and, and uh, I have a good mm. feeling about hating this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good. yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. Right. Uh, Thanks, I know, John. I know a dude um, who uses relish, you know, relish on, like, everything. You know, we'll eat, like, relish sandwiches. Does that work for you guys? No. 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 That's not great. Uh, Yeah, Nick would be out completely. Yeah, I love pickles. And I put pickles on weird things like, you know, like a meatball sandwich. You know, usually meatballs and... uh, Really? Yeah. Pickles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about a cheesesteak? Would you ever put pickles on a cheese? Sure steak? would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen. You go with like uh, Chick Fil A. I mean, they put pickles on essentially a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Those are good sandwiches. And it's good though, right? It's really yeah. good. And and I would a never. Bit of mayonnaise. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, my mom slathers mayonnaise on that. I'm D- like, yeah. God, he's just. <laughs> All right, you're in your 80s. Eat whatever you want. <laughs> Honestly, at a certain you point, you, you want to, when you get up to that age, you just want to. Yeah, man. Yep. Put some ice cream and pork chops on that. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, let me go to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all good, buddy. What's up? Hey, got two real quick combinations of butter and banana sandwiches. Butter and reg- banana. Okay. Regular yeah. butter and banana. It's not too crazy, but it's okay. good. Um, but my grandma used to put raw eggs in my milkshakes and never tell me, but she put Pepsi in my chocolate ice cream milkshakes, and I never knew it until I was like 25. All that works for me. That uh, that all is in that realm of the ice cream soda, and um, all, all of that stuff seems to have. Um, there's a history to that, so I'm, I wouldn't say that was bad. Um, no. Did Dan? Did you notice a difference? You know, if no. you if you would have a milkshake with or without soda in it. Uh, now I would. Yeah, as a kid, it was like you know. It was just a regular thing. I thought okay. all milkshakes <laughs> tasted that way. Wow. Well, okay. My mother used to have a thing, and again, she was a southern cook. She'd put uh, radiator fluid into my milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell? I couldn't tell. Oh, I, I mean, I started to get weaker. I noticed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's how I met Haley Joel Osment. But I got the ver- <laughs> I got the various, uh, on, the, on this post that I made, I got the various 
peanut butter combinations, which I thought was a bit odd. I did see this one from time to time, so George isn't alone, but I'll let it, him explain it to you. Hey, George, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Rock and roll. Rock, Rock and roll, roll is like. music. All right, so what, what, did you, what did you mix with peanut butter? Peanut butter and bacon, but you got to do it right out the pan while it's still hot. This way it melts the peanut butter. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 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 no. 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 I mean, well, I'm not, I can sort of. But I'm it's interesting because, you try it. because <laughs> like, like you bacon try and it. sausage, if I'm eating um, pancakes and there's syrup, I will definitely dab the sausage or bacon in the syrup. And okay. that's sweet Very and savory. Sausages. But you I don't gotta, think. It, you got to toast the bread, though. This way the bread doesn't get soggy. I don't and think once I'd go that, with the peanut butter. Once that hot bacon hits that peanut butter and it melts into mm. like a peanut butter sauce, it's yeah. phenomenal. How often do you have this, George? This is a treat. Um, oh, I try to have this at least once a week. It's uh, nice and good and protein for my jujitsu. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the great jujitsu masters right. uh, use this as their <laughs> protein boost. Sensei recommends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I recommend uh, bacon and the peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the mini egg sodas. Let me go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. <laughs> Well, they weren't playing Parcheesi. <laughs> <laughs> they sure were not. All right, Joe. What's your combo? I, I dated an African girl once. She could cook her butt off like it's nobody's business. She made peanut butter stew. It had, uh, kind of mixed it with a little bit of rice, put it over rice, and uh, ate it with meatballs. When I first heard about it, I was just like, what are you doing to peanut butter? Uh, like it, it was crazy, but it was damn good. Wait, so she would have oh peanut peanut butters and meatballs, peanut butter and oh, meatballs. Yeah. Oh my god! Was she a great big said. fat person? That's what I said. I was just like, this is crazy, but oh my god, I tried it. It was good. All right, interesting. Spicy smell, but yeah, yeah. All right. Was she giving you a handy while you're eating? <laughs> well, I guess it's it like doesn't sound good at all. Some Thai food has you know peanut, peanut sauce. Yes, and yeah. I and I do love that. And so and you and I believe you use peanut butter to is that what that, that is? Sauce, okay, or part of it. You know, you mix it okay. with other things. God, that stuff is good. However, Thai food to, for me can run nuclear hot. Yeah, yeah. Quickly. I still Thai Thai. Yeah, Nailberry Thai Thai. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> she used to work as a Thai chef. Yeah. She was so tight. I was so tight, Adelaide. And then when the Adelaide came out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, being tight. That's when she introduced her own brand of tight. Okay. My friend's dad used nails tight. Tight cook. Used to eat peanut butter and horseradish, horseradish on crackers. Oh man, what? And no. I said, oh my god. Stop she it. said it's actually delicious. Oh, Wait, right. stop it with it's actually <laughs> delicious. <laughs> that one I'll try. The peanut butter and mayo, I'm out. And horseradish. I'll try the peanut butter well, and horseradish. Yeah. Can we? All right. Does Cho's, I'm sure Cho's has a large mayonnaise yeah. selection. Well, uh, they, have, they have raw horseradish root down there. Of course uh, they do. Pancake has peanut butter in his desk because he has it fairly frequently. He has a jar of Skippy. Uh, we can get mayo from Manja downstairs. Okay, I don't know. All right, about let's, let's send a recon as quickly as we All can. Right. I, don't, I only do Hellman's. I have money. Man. I have money. <laughs> I'm not they, a mayo guy. Do they not have Hellman's down I don't know, man. Make sure they have Hellman's. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it with Hellman's only. All you right. got standards. Standards. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise and peanut butter. And All we right. and how is it served? What kind of bed? What kind of Just bread? Just regular white bread or it, yeah, a bagel if you can work up like one that. or two mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwiches. Do you have any bread choices? Uh, oh, right, right, the way pressed like the way pressed the marble rye yeah. or pumpernickel. <laughs> I'd like a um <laughs> so, something Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um how about a ciabatta? Bag of three grain. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me go to uh, 
Dave next. Hey, Dave, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Uh, so mine is a peanut butter on an onion bagel. Peanut butter on an onion Did you invent that, or was that handed down to you through generations? I was a kid just doing crazy stuff, and I thought it might taste good, and it's freaking fantastic. Hmm. And and you've, you've eaten it all your life? Oh, yeah, ever since I was a kid. Huh, peanut butter on an onion. Now, That's what not it, that, because it's just like a... Like just a little bit of onion, like what, it's not. It's what, like a, uh, onions. It's will like you, a Jolly Rancher. Dave, will you go with other flavored uh, bagels if if you have to? Um, I mean, like like an egg bagel is not too bad, but I prefer the peanut butter or the um, onions. Okay, I'm not an egg bagel fan. I do like my one of my go to afternoon snacks is peanut butter on toast. Yes, it's perfect for me. That, the, that, there you, now you're talking because the toast melts the yep. peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And it's I have a little it with, too dry and, for me though. And I have it with a cup of coffee. No, 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 no. Right. It, it's it, beca- it creates a nice um, melted texture. I agree. Now a, a, mel- a peanut, a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich is superb as well. Mm. I haven't had peanut butter and jelly in a long time, but mm. I did used to eat that. Annabelle likes it. Annabelle. What kind of bread do you use jelly for your toast? Uh, wheat bread. I try to eat wheat bread nowadays. Not a marble rye. What? Not a, Not marble, a marble rye. I have a good pumpernickel. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, no, my I, fried nan or sandwiches. I tried. I, I made the switch over to wheat bread a while back. I never have liked wheat bread in my life, but I'm trying to stay from things like uh, stay away from like enriched flour and I stuff see. like that. Oh, so. my fried nan or sandwich on some pumpernickel. That's man. right. <laughs> Give me some of that Jewish bread, man. <laughs> So when he, when he would fry the nanner sandwiches, would it uh, would he fry the whole sandwich? Would he deep fry the thing? Nick, he was so he was so compulsive about this, and this is a true legend. It's actually I think they actually talk about it in the uh, the This Is Elvis. He his private jet would fly to when he was home in Memphis. He would fly his private jet to Vegas. They would pick up he, the the woman prepared. I guess at Caesars or wherever he played. The the woman there prepared it exactly the way you like it. It was fried peanut butter and nanner sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And so the whole sandwich, and, whole sandwich fried. is fried. And he loved burned bacon. Yep. Okay. Uh, the the chef at, uh, at um, I almost said Neverland. Uh, at that's a whole Grace other thing. Yeah, that's I like different. my bacon fresh and young. At Gra- <laughs> Yo. At Grace I like it pubeless. He liked uh, burned bacon, like okay. a whole bunch of burnt bacon and peanut butter and nanner, fried peanut butter and nanner sandwiches. I like And the thing is, it up. never affected his weight. Not no. one bit. <laughs> Cholesterol was totally fine. Hey, burn all the fat and calories yeah, right out of right, my ass. Yeah. Big cigarette. All I got to do is burn that fat right out of my ass. Let, me, let me go to Keith. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, my man? So uh, my wife and my stepdaughter looked at me funny, because you can tell this accent ain't from around the Philly area. Mm -hmm. I eat mayonnaise and banana sandwiches. Yeah, okay. So what my mom was saying, Keith, and she's from Kentucky, uh, is not just peanut butter and mayo, but if you add banana to it, you got a home run. Oh, God, yeah. It's a southern delicacy, and you make it to where it's dripping off the sandwich, oh. and the doctors are just like, eh. oh, And so it'll, it'll be okay. dripping just the way you like it, sir. Is this, now, is this like a treat for you, Keith, that you have from time to time, or is this a regular part of your diet? Oh, no, it's every once in a while, like once a month or when I'm at a NASCAR race or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the vendors walk around. That's a one-way trip to a casket right there, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate it, You got to like those things. I mean, one of the perennials we talk about all the time, Preston, was the uh, the potato chip sandwiches. Is it given? Yeah. 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 Stuff like and I used that. to have the potato chips and mayonnaise sandwiches. Man. Uh, we did uh, cheese, pickles, and sour cream and onion chips smushed on the bread okay. at 2 a.m. I like... Because uh, you're cooking. Che- I like cheese and pickles on uh, toasted bread with some uh, um, uh, mustard. Yummy. Yeah, yeah, yummy, 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 yummy. 
All right, well, anyway, we do have to take a break. Uh, they're working on getting the peanut butter mayonnaise, so maybe Casey can try one a little later on. Uh, but my mom loves these and just was blown away about the fact that it was seemed odd to people uh, that mayonnaise and peanut butter aren't you know meant to be together. And now she's an Internet sensation. That's right. She's an influencer now. She is. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we get back, we got a couple of guests that are going to be joining us. Uh, don't forget, it's also Tattoo Day. A chance for you to impress and Steve Tattoo text word tattoo to 39333. We'll come back in just a sec. What's up, podcasters? We've got a movie giveaway, 10 pairs of tickets to the presidency premiere of Sonic the Hedgehog. This Saturday at 10 a.m., Regal UA Riverview on South Columbus Boulevard. To enter, email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. Good luck. Before we welcome our guest on the phone, Nick, who is this uh, post from on Instagram? I'm not sure. He's a listener of the show. He's a big fan of our show and of Bob Harper, which I thought was pretty cool. So I guess maybe he's been on The Biggest Loser. But I'm Yeah, not- it says Coach Jim 52, and it says our host, which leads me to believe he's a part of uh, Biggest Loser somehow. Another says our host, Bob Harper, is going on 93.3 WMMR, President Steve Show today at 9 a.m. My worlds are smashing together. I've been listening to this show since my 20s, and Casey better bring up Delco. <laughs> so I don't know if Jim was on the show or, or what, but okay. Let's find out. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to welcome uh, to the show this morning. Uh, Biggest Loser Season 18, by the way, on USA Network Tuesday nights. The one and only Mr. Bob Harper Yay! is on the program. Hi, Bob. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing good. So I, I mentioned this post. Does that sound familiar? It just says Coach Jim 52. I have no idea who that is. Jim DiBattista. Jim DiBattista? I know exactly who Jim is. He is on um, the new, our new reboot uh, on Biggest Loser. He is one of our contestants. He's on the red team. Okay. Oh, okay. Excellent. Nice. All right. Well, that that's cool. I didn't know we had somebody in the air, but I guess... Listen, there the, the contestants on this show are from all over the place. Yes, all and, walks of life. Yeah, and uh, eighteen seasons. So clearly, people love watching this program and uh, the transformation and uh, all that they've been through. I want to get right to it though, Bob, because you know you you've had the thing happen in in two thousand seventeen. Fifty one years old, you had a heart attack. It's part of your part of your 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 you know your human story now. But it, it's just one of those things where like. You were doing everything right. right. You know, here I am living the most healthy life I can possibly live, and this all of a sudden happens, and that had to have just, you had to have gone, really, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, uh, I, I woke up in a hospital two days later being told that not only did I have a heart attack in that gym, but I went into cardiac arrest, and I have to say that it changed my life forever because I thought, wait a minute, how could I have a heart attack? And I've learned so much since having a heart attack. I realized that we are all at risk, and you have to really know your health from the inside out. Yeah, no, it's it's true, and, and people need to be um, active participants in that. They have to get their checkups. They, you know, we, we all have the same doctor yeah. on the show who's phenomenal. And and being aware of that stuff is, you know, no one likes that aspect of it, but it's it's part of keeping the machine running. And, and so if you're investing all that time and effort in the workouts and the diet, then you have to make sure that every base is covered and, and then you will have a have a good run. So but you, since you did this, you've modified your own uh, training patterns. And, and the show, The Biggest Loser, obviously speaks to people making life changes. Um, your your work, your workouts became a bit different. Your diet, you were you were a vegan and now you're sort of off that. Correct. 
Well, um, I mean, I was a vegan for a while, but uh, I really spent my diet mostly eating, you know, a lot of protein, uh, more fat. I was doing um, a lot of very intense CrossFit workouts, and, uh, you know, I've changed all that. My diet is much more balanced now. I don't eat um, very much red meat. I, uh, I eat a lot of um, unprocessed uh, vegetables. Uh, you know, I try to keep my diet to be very clean and more on the right. low-fat side. But it was like me asking all the questions to my doctor, and I encourage everyone that's listening to you to, you know, that's the person you need to have your conversation with about the way you should be eating uh, because there's so many messages that are out in my field, and I think that uh, when you find what you're supposed to be doing according to your own body and your doctor, then you're going to be um, really taking care of yourself. So you step uh, in as host for the uh, for the new version uh, of, of the show, and um, so you, you, you were a trainer. Now you have that, and that brings with it a whole new set of obligations. Uh, do you like the transition? Oh, I mean, i got to tell you, I love it. I, uh, you know, when Biggest Loser was on NBC for 17 seasons, I was the trainer. I was the host of the final season. And now with this whole reboot, and, you know, we're, we call it season one now, not season 18, because it is a totally brand-new show. I mean, the show is filled with, like, hope and inspiration. I mean, you guys, you might not know Jim now, but when you start watching the show, you're going to see, like, Jim's a hero. I mean, this guy, he came in just, ready, willing, and able to do um, whatever it was going to take, as did um, all the other contestants. And uh, I love being the host. It, it was a lot of fun. I do these support groups with all of the contestants, which we all just sit around and uh, we talk about what brought them here and um, what they're feeling on any given day. And I think that uh, the viewers are really going to get a lot of inspiration out of it. Well, yeah, and you're, you're the you're the sole host, but you have this, uh, two new trainers. You have Steve Cook and Erica Lugo, I believe it's pronounced, or Lujo? Erica Lugo. Right, and uh, yeah. so she's a, a cancer survivor, and so these people, have, you know, they've had different things going on in their lives. Uh, it, but, you know, it's funny because with, with this, and you talk about, you know, sitting down and having uh, conversations with these people, I, I think in one level... Um, like exercise and, and doing, if you do one thing and stick to it, and Preston and I always talk about this, uh, that it, uh, you know, you have to have that foundation, foundational thing you stick to, and that allows you to, to stick to other good regimens that benefit you. Once that core goes away, once you stop exercising, everything seems to collapse. Yeah. Uh, well, first, uh, you were talking about Erica uh, just a second ago. Yeah. I think it's um, worth mentioning that Erica not only is a cancer survivor, but Erica was a person that lost 160 pounds wow. on her own, has kept it off for over five years now. This woman is, uh, I mean, she is a true person that walks the walk in this world, and I could not be more impressed with her. I, um, I really do feel like when you talk about sticking to one thing. And yes, I think exercise is super important. But when I get people to um, start changing their lives, I get them to try to focus on what they're eating, because I really do believe that what we eat really makes us who we are. So yeah. focusing on your diet more so than anything else, and then um, start working out. Because I know a lot of people that think, I can eat whatever I want, and then I'll just go to the gym and <laughs> you know beat it out of themselves. I'm like, that's just not how it works. Uh, Bob, I have a question about you know people who are <clears throat> who are looking to lose weight and get a healthy, healthier lifestyle, um, who don't have support because I have found 
um, if, if you've got somebody doing it with you, it's exponentially easier. You've got someone you can lean on. You've got somebody you can talk to about it, somebody can commiserate with. What about for those people who are, are, are maybe even in their own home, everybody else in the family is going about their lifestyle, doing their own thing, and they have no interest in this, yet you are committed and you want to do it, but you're on your own. How do you motivate yourself? How do you get support if you're by yourself doing that? Well, I mean, that is a really, really good question uh, because when you have someone to lean on, just like you said, it makes it so much easier. I will say this. If you are out there doing it on your own, try to surround yourself around like-minded people. Go to um, gyms that have group fitness classes that you can start to meet other people. Yeah. There are really great fitness apps that are out there. There's one that uh, my fiance works works with. It's called Neo U. And, uh, I mean, they just, like, they're, they're on your phone now just showing you how to work out. Mm. And, I mean, I think that that is just an incredible um, uh, motive. That's incredible motivation because you just have them right there, just kind of talking to you. It's like you know, I didn't have that back in the day. We we had you know DVDs, and I mean I've got a million DVDs, but the world has changed now, and there's um, so many different ways that you can get motivated and feel like you have a community. Right. Hey Bob, I want to ask because uh, you had mentioned that Erica had taken off 160 pounds, has kept the weight off for about five years. Listen, I, I've, I've struggled with my weight for as long as I can remember. Um, and what do you think is that threshold for, you know, success as far as taking the weight off and keeping it off? Because you said five years and, and as a person who has gone up yep. and down and up and down, what, what do you think is that threshold of, you know, after you've lost the weight of keeping it off that you're actually going to stay that way? Well, uh, and that is, um, the million dollar question because people can lose the weight of keeping it off because mm. it gets monotonous. I mean, you have to think about what you eat every single day. And that's why I think Erica has such, such, such success and so many people that I've worked with that literally had to change everything about their core life. They had to make sure that their partner was involved. They um, have to think about it all the time. And that's what you need because people think that when you lose the weight, you can, um, you, you've won the battle. And I mean, like, that's just when the battle begins. And the more that you can stack the deck in your favor, making sure that you have people around that can support you in those tough times because it's going to be tough. Uh, and you realize that you can really set yourself up with, for success if you have that core group around you. And that's the whole, the whole basis of the show is what you do is you have all these people working together in a team style. You said, obviously there's, it's, there's a competition involved that sort of spurs them on to achieve. But ultimately I think that's, you know, also that you're, you're bringing elements of fun to the process too. And if it, in your own thing, if you're losing weight and you give yourself, you know, the ability to enjoy certain things and pick foods that you're going to enjoy eating and don't make it this, dour dark i guess i must begin the process and make it a positive thing you're more likely to benefit from it i mean i love what i love that you just said that because it's uh what i try to tell people all the time you've got to find something that you enjoy doing you've got to find a way to make this new lifestyle change you know more inviting because let me tell you uh if you're eating really crappy food all the time i mean it it you know people get in you get enjoyment from that. You've got to find a whole different outlook on life and let and let food not be, you know, your primary source of joy. I mean, yeah, and yeah. working out. I've, 
I have so many people telling me, like, I know I need to lose weight, but I hate running. And I'm like, well, I mean, then running's not something that I would encourage you to do. <laughs> right. You've got to find. There's so many ways to work out now. Find something. To test test them all. I mean, I, 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 I'm a big fan of any kind of workout that gets your heart rate up and that you will want to do the next day. Yeah. Hey, Bob, I know we – listen, you've got to go. You're on a tour here. But real quick, as we're, we're letting you go, how many – Peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches should people eat on a daily basis? That sounds absolutely disgusting. <laughs> my, we were just talking about my mom actually eats those. It's repulsive. That is repulsive. <laughs> so not part of the Biggest Loser program. Mm. I would say no. 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 Okay, so no. All right. All right. Well, listen, Bob, we appreciate your time. We'll be keeping an eye on uh, on Jim DiBattista because he's going to represent Philly. Uh, but uh, Biggest Loser, Season 18, USA Network. You can catch it Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock uh, tonight. So uh, thanks so much, Bob. You're, uh, you're an inspiration. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks for everything, guys. All right. You bet. Bob Harper, guys. Yeah. Wow. Nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I was I was looking at the the picture here. Uh, we we've got info on uh, Jim DiBattista. He's he's called Coach. Yeah, uh, father of three boys, coach of a local youth football team in uh, Philly. Um, and uh, I guess this is his bio from the show. He decided to go on the Biggest Loser at 385 pounds in order to prove himself, his family, his team, that he's willing and able to tackle his weight and fight for a healthier future. I'm going to have to, ch- I, you know, when this was on NBC, I actually used to watch you it. You watched it all the time. All the time yeah. with my wife. And, and believe it or not, it's it's inspirational as you're watching it. Now, you know, they, these contestants, they're, you know, they're living a different lifestyle. They're, you know, basically on a camp the food is, you know, created prepared for them, for, yeah, prepared, yeah. prepared and, and they're, you know, for lack of better terms, forced to exercise quite a bit. But regardless, you know, they're putting in the work and, and the weight is coming off. So when you when you watch that, you're like, okay, I can do that, you know? Yeah, yeah and they're also they're also getting imported peanut butter and mayonnaise. Yeah, right. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of which. Uh, so we had this extended conversation a little while ago. My mom made me make her a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. And I posted it on Instagram, and I got an overwhelming amount of comments on it. And the majority of people think it's disgusting. Some people think it's absolutely awesome. Now, the people who think it's disgusting have never had it before. That's true. That's true. Um, So we had our friends down at Manja, the restaurant here in our building in One Valla Plaza, uh, send up two pieces of bread. One has mayo, one has peanut butter. We're going to put them together, and Casey's going to try it. Yeah. Are you ready, Case? Yeah. Listen, by the way, I am not looking forward to this. Um, this could be a life changer, though. It could be. Yeah, whether yeah. whether I like it or not, I'm taking one bite, and it'll be a healthy bite. Remember? And that's it. Think of the way you were pre-strap-on and post-strap-on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you realize, oh, yeah. Now I don't like strap-ons. Now he's crazy <laughs> into pegging. Um, oh totally God. into oh, pegging. pegging. Yeah. No! Yeah. I was going back door. You went front door? <laughs> no, that's not pegging. That's, that's sounding. sounding. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> or docking. <laughs> whatever you want to do. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, are you right. ready? I'm going to mash these two together. Okay. Oh, my God. That looks so gross. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. I can't right. believe you're going to eat this. I don't even want to watch you eat it. You, I'm um, not going to do it unless you watch it. All right. You, I have to. better watch it, me. All right. Go all right, ahead. Watch ready? me. I want you to look at me. You're a sandwich cuck, yeah, Preston. <laughs> you're a sandwich cuck. I'm going to cuck. Really gay really fast. <laughs> 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 go ahead. Uh, you dirty little bitch. Here I go. All right. You like that, don't you? All right, he took a big bite of it. Right. Oh, you got some in your mouth. Yeah, you do. It's peanut butter all over the side of your yeah. mouth. So you like it? Tell us what you're tasting. All right, what do you think? I mean, to be honest with you, yeah. Psychologically, I want a gag, right? Right. 
because I'm eating peanut butter and mayonnaise. But right. sexually? Um, sexually, <laughs> I gotta go change my underpants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you, you barely, you can't even taste it, the mayonnaise. The mayonnaise, really? No, I swear to God, the peanut butter flake. over. Well, that's what your mom was saying. Is that it created a, a creamier? And, and Kathy pointed out they do make creamy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's supposed to make it. Taste even creamier somehow or another. Yeah. All right, okay. All right. All right. Well, he's not gagging. He All right. No, I, I mean honestly, I want to. Uh, but would you would I, you I, ever eat it again? No, I, I, that's good. Okay. okay. Can you rub it on your nipples? I'm not going to rub it on my. Well, okay. Well, okay. We have another guest. Welcome oh, to, right, yeah. to the show. So we're no no rubbing of nipples until after uh, David leaves. Uh, so he is going to be recording a new comedy album tomorrow night. Helium Comedy Club, and you can go. Tickets are available at heliumcomedy.com. Our friend Jake Matera has. Uh, has absolutely said that we need to have him in here this and morning. We listen to Jake, and we love Jake. So this is David James, yeah! everybody. Hey, who's here this morning? How you doing, David? Good morning, everybody. How's nice, everybody doing? Nice to see you. Doing wonderful, man. Oh, Thanks I'm so rude. Me. Do you want to buy that sandwich? Yeah, you were just <laughs> no, no. no? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me. No. <laughs> well, your palate. Uh, we as you sat down, you said you've never even drank coffee in your entire life never even had a sip of coffee no i've never had coffee i've i don't do mayonnaise i don't do peanut butter i've never had peanut butter oh. you've never had peanut butter there's really? certain things i decided as a child that if i didn't like it i would never do it for the rest of my life i've even- never had a glass of milk i've never drank coffee never been to starbucks wow so you've yeah. never you so never you, it's milk. not a case that you tasted and, and decided to you'd swear off it you didn't even try it Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, our Chuck, our assistant program director, right. had never eaten essentially fruit. Fruit. Um, so we we made him try like a whole bunch of fruit one yeah. morning, and he decided some of it he really liked. Others he found it was disgusted by. Okay, that's a little weird though. You never tried fruit. Like, yeah. who's never ate fruit? Well, before? we're, we're, yeah. look, we're looking at coffee. Right. Yeah. You know. Melons, Saying the guy grapes. who's never had milk and peanut yeah. butter. That's totally different though. I think something happened to him as a kid. Like he walked in on his parents and they were doing some freaky things with some fruit. Yeah, you know, and he was just like, never, never again, never again, <laughs> scarred for life. Yeah. Wow. He's standing at the door staring you down, David. <laughs> So was it a consistency thing, do you think? Or, uh, like, texture? I don't know. I just looked at it and I just said no. Okay. Like, I've never had a milkshake, you know? Oh, David, you're letting the best in life get by you. Yeah, I just, I don't know. That's my weird thing. What what kind of food are you into? What what do you like? (laughs) Uh, You know, normal things. I actually feel a little horrible right now because after listening to the last segment, (laughs) I'm, like, going through the replay of what I ate the past couple of days. You know, like, I went to bed with, like, beer and a stromboli. You know, then I got to listen to people changing their lives. All right, what about what about ice cream? Ice cream? I do ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. ice cream milkshakes or melted ice cream? Yeah. I, I, here's the thing. I know it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like saying like, oh, I only eat ice cubes, but I refuse to drink water. Right. I know yeah, 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 it's yeah. the same thing. It's just right. different. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, different temperatures. Well, that's me with yeah. seafood. I've never. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some like I've tried shrimp, and uh, no, thank you. It's just pronounced shrimps. <laughs> it's shrimps. Shrimp. Shrimp. Come on, get it together. But I don't eat. I don't eat any seafood, and I really haven't tried the majority of. It and I don't mm-hmm. have any desire to, and I can't stand people that try to convince me to do it. Is it the smell thing? It's it's partially the smell, and I think it probably would be the texture as well. Like she that's makes why them it, into milkshakes. That's the problem. <laughs> that's why I didn't like the shrimps. Shrimps milkshake. <laughs> uh, I used to despise like fish, and, and now salmon's my. Your go to go to love salmon. Uh, I can do salmon pretty much any other fish. I'm just like, no, I'm not a big fan of other fish, fish uh, unless salmon, it's fried yeah. stereotypically. Mm. But uh, lobster. <laughs> I can do lobster. Okay, yeah, yeah. lobster. I have no use for yeah, crab. I can't. It's too much work. I don't have time for that. There is a lot of work involved yeah. with that. Well, uh, David, so you're from you're from Philly. 
No, no. I live in Philly. Uh, my parents were in the military, so I grew up all over the place. So okay. That's why people, when I meet people, they're like, where are you from? Because I don't have an accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I've never taken a date to Wawa. You, right. know, I don't, <laughs> right. you know, I don't say John or water, you know. Yeah. So I kind of like, a, I'm a Philadelphian, but I'm kind of like an outsider at the same time. Where did you spend, if you moved around, Army mm-hmm. Brad or whatever, what, what branch of the military? Army. Army, okay. So yeah. where did did you stay in one place for any length of time? A year or more? Two years? Three? I was one of those kids where it's like I was, I had three different middle schools and two different high schools. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you were the new guy. Yeah, pretty All much. All the time. Yeah. I, yeah. That sucks when that happens. I had two elementary schools. I had three junior high schools. And then I had one. Uh, always being the new kid is uh, sort of mm. sucks. Were your parents in the military? Or, no, or they were just uh, slobs. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they kept, we happened to live in a point on the on the map where they mm-hmm. kept redistricting things, and then we moved to California. Actually, so that has another school for about eight months, nine months. But yet, you're, everyone's always. I don't care, you know, what the situation is. You're always the new kid, and it's always it, it sucks. But yeah. when you're with other military, I assume you're with. Living in military. Yeah, there's other military kids, so but they, it's also they, like all those schools were in different states, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it ever overseas? Um, no. Overseas, I was too young to remember. Okay. Like, my dad was when, it was in Germany and Korea, but, uh, yeah, I was too little. Yeah. Okay. Now, with that, with moving around a lot, did did you were you able to form, like, a quote-unquote best friend or anything like that along the way? You made some friends, but, like, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, they're like best friend rentals. You know? yeah, right. like yeah, you're like yeah. leasing. You're basically leasing best friends. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a, a term period. You know, it's going to be over at a certain amount of time. I turn them back in. You are know, you, where are your parents from? <laughs> my parent, my my mother's from Kentucky, and my dad's from DC. Okay. What part of Kentucky? Um, she's like Elizabethtown. Okay, All right. yeah. my family's from Lexington. So okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you found Philadelphia. How long ago? How long you been here? I've been here since 2003. All okay. right. Good yeah. stretch of time. Yeah. It's home now. Pretty much. It's as long as I've been in one spot. <laughs> right. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your car broke down. That's the only yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. I got stranded here, pretty much, yeah. And now it's your home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you've been, you, you're doing the stand-up thing. You see, in your history, uh, you've worked with uh, Greg Giraldo, who we had on the show, obviously. You know, yeah. One of the legends, Bill Burr. You, you're, you're, you're doing your chops, mm-hmm. and you're putting, you put together material for an album, which you're recording tonight. It's going to be Wednesday night. Wednesday night. So you should do two nights, right? Um, It's just one night. Oh, just one night. Okay. Okay. And uh, do you, is that just standard operating procedure or do you, uh, are you going to do the show twice or, you know, how do you, how do you get the maximum? Um, It's pretty much just going to be one show on Wednesday. Okay. Um, If for some reason it went crazy and it sold out and they maybe do another one, but it's not going to happen. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) just one show on Wednesday, you know, been preparing for it. So everything's ready to go. Awesome. So I haven't had a chance to see your, your, uh, your routine, your show. Uh, What, what, what do you like to pull from? What's a, what's a good, uh, you know, um, mine of comedy for you? My style is kind of ranting. Okay. You know, so if it's something that um, um, I guess I'm angry about or something that frustrates me, I, I pretty much go on stage and I rant about it. You operate okay. from uh, from misery a lot of times, and, and you mm. you you've done this series where you're you're commenting on Philly traffic. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So explain yeah. what that's that is to people who aren't like familiar a, with it. This little series I did is called How to Drive in Philly. So yeah. basically, it was like a um, a dash cam. <laughs> and so anytime I pick something up that was crazy, you know, I would basically pull it and then like make a little series out of it. Right. Yeah. And, and so how what kind of dash cam did you use by the way because we had a big dash cam to discussion mm-hmm. and uh we were trying to pick the uh, the best one. I was one from Amazon called uh, Aucky A A U C K I think E Y. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, it was just like a little dash cam that I bought, and it worked fine, you know, and it picks up pretty much everything well. So I kind of like, you know, I, I got it because I'd been in so many car accidents. Yeah, that's what everyone was yeah. saying, that, they, that yeah. that's why they got them. Yeah. And, and so what was the weirdest thing you caught on the dash cam? Um, Jeez. Probably just people just like going straight towards you, you know, like on, <laughs> or going down the wrong the way on a one-way yeah. street and me having to like pull over or, you know, some guy stumbling across the street for about five minutes and just doing Frogger in traffic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I have a real problem with pedestrians and I know that, uh, you know, I, I watched your, um, I, I watched a bunch of these yesterday um, and it, the, the idea of like pedestrians not Having any accountability uh, mm-hmm. is, is, for me, the most frustrating. Well, people walk around like cars don't hurt. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like those kids, you know, going down the wrong way in a, on Broad Street popping wheelies like cars don't hurt. You yeah. know? Joey. It should be legal to hit some of these people. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> it pisses me off because there, yeah. it's something that's sorted to this area where it's where people are sort of pissed off that you're in a car. And, and mm. they start to walk across. When I'm walking across at an intersection, I, I speed up. It's because I want to clear it so that they can make their turn. Yeah. We're going to work together on this. You're going to allow me to go through. I have the pedestrian. I have the right of way. I'm the pedestrian. And then, I'm gonna, you know, we're going to try to get as many people through this turn as possible. Yeah. I've seen people just shuffle the, and, like, they don't give a rat's ass. I'm like, you yeah. They'll just walk in and then, like, the, sometimes they'll stop and, like, mean mug you. Like like yeah. they punched a car before and it exploded. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, if I floored this, you're gone. Yeah. You know, it's like you're really going to mean mug the car? Yeah. So, David, you, know? you obviously spent a lot of time driving in and around Philadelphia. Was there a particular area that was worse than others? Are you center city for pedestrians bad and then you get to northeast and the drivers are idiots? South or? Philadelphia by far. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because people don't stop at stop signs. I've been hit, I think, four times in South Philadelphia. Well, it's also like yeah. a bizarre, a bizarre yeah. maze. It's it, mm-hmm. it, 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 street. Streets, you know, or half streets and cut into other yeah. streets. Well, they have their own yeah. term. You've heard of it, right? Yeah. The South Philly roll. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like they, it's yeah, true. they yeah. don't have time to stop. No. It's crazy. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. And uh, <laughs> people park all the way up to the corners, and you can't sometimes see, around see that car. Going that's out. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. See, yeah. Preston has mm-hmm. a fear of driving the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Accidentally hitting somebody and killing them, and then getting uh... and then the neighborhood <laughs> comes out and kills me because <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody ran out between two parked cars and yeah. I accidentally kill them, and it wasn't my fault at all. And then everybody starts to rip me out of my car and beat yeah. me it's not irrational. Like, I know. You, yeah. totally rational. Like, you killed Hoagie Joe, <laughs> and everybody walks out. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, Hoagie no. Joe was a good man. <laughs> all he did was just sit on the porch all day and yell at the colored children. He was a good man. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Why'd you kill Hogan Joe? <laughs> it's like when they had those little, those, those little mini motorcycles. What do they call those? Crotchrockers? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Crotchrockers are yeah. miniature tiny motorcycles. And you yeah. couldn't yeah. even see the person no. over a car. So they were literally in between cars and they were careening yeah. off vehicles at intersections all the time and getting killed. Yeah, yeah my a, fantasy is just like driving next to one of them, and just opening up my, my door and just knocking them over. Yeah. yeah, and they just hit a pole. I'm like, yes, <laughs> going John Wick on them. Yeah, get a real motorcycle, grow what, up, be a man. What part of uh, Philly do you live in? I live in South Philadelphia. Okay, oh, so you do. Yeah, I'm trying to get out of there for safety. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Do you have to park uh, a mile away from your your house, or do you have parking? Where I'm at, it's more of the suburbs. It's just a little bit. It's like so- more okay. south. You know, like once you get to like Oregon area, it gets a little bit more suburbs. So it's really easy to find parking. So that's yeah. why I'm over there. Oh, dude, yeah. they, I, people have to deal with going home from work and, and then another half hour to find a parking spot. I'd rather eat a bullet than deal with that. I know it's people too- that have cars, and it's like the neighborhood has the car hostage. 
You know, like, they're just like, why don't you just drive over? They'll just take an Uber. It's like, you have a car. It's like, I don't want to lose my space. Like, you haven't used that car in six months because you don't want to lose your space. Just get rid of the car. Yeah. yeah. Just take the freaking Uber. Yeah, no one uses the cars because they don't want to use the space. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, since we're just meeting you, uh, single, married, whatever, kids, family? A single guy. Yeah? Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, fun, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you get. To, I get to sleep and like you know do whatever I want. Like you know, there's no one like next to me bothering me. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're we're both married. Uh, you know, and mm. uh, and, and Casey is as well, and and uh, you know, uh, Kathy is as well. Uh, All right, I well, see what this is turning into. This is a mutiny here. All right, <laughs> I guess this is this an intervention? It's an intervention. <laughs> you really Nick is our counselor. Yeah. He's just, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we sleep in separate bedrooms for our wives. That, see, that's why it works. There you go, right? Yeah, if you have your oh yeah, if, I would. If I ever got married, I have to have my own bedroom. She sleeps with her lover. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, I and you sleep no, with her. No. <laughs> do you ever use the comedy clubs as a place to meet women? Because it would seem to me like an easy place to do it, but also possibly a toxic place to do it. It's weird. I would say, as far as any extracurricular activities or one night stands or whatever, it, it's always in other cities, but not Philly this much. Okay. But people are weird after shows in general because, like, there's you on stage and then there's you off stage, and sometimes they just don't know what to say to you. Right. You know, and half the times it's just something stupid, and then I just wanted them to go away. <laughs> you know, it's like, I could do comedy too. You know, I was funny in spin class this morning. <laughs> we were spinning, and then the instructor's like, let's go. And I was like, let it go, frozen. And everybody's like, ha ha, I can be funny. I'm like, shut up. You can't. You'll never, ever be funny. I hope the wheel pops off of your spin class and your head hits the person in front of you and you get a Mark Chan- Sanchez butt fumble until they get a concussion from it. But you didn't see You're not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get people come up? Because when I did stand-up years ago, people come up and say, uh, hey, I have some jokes for your act. Oh, people um, get suggestions yeah, all the time. All the time. And then they, they're like, hey, you can use that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like, like they got to give me some permission to some use some crappy stuff I'm never going to use in the first place. I remember some dude, yeah. one, years and years ago, again, and this is the one that stood out to me. He was drunk as hell. He was like, Columbus. What the hell, right? <laughs> that is, I, I'm used, can I use that? I will say this. The, the worst people are old, drunk white people. <laughs> they're the worst because they're a little too comfortable and they'll say like I've had people come up and tell me their favorite n-word jokes oh, oh. oh. No. listen Steve has a great story one time he was at this deli and a guy's like hey the guy working there is like you're a comedian right and then out loud in front of a, a full place gives this blatantly racist joke straight up and doesn't even look around and all the people in there are thinking oh these two guys are racist buddies right this, here this yeah. must be what these racists do they they share their racist jokes yeah. and did you and look I'm, like you do now at that point yeah, yeah pretty much yeah, okay yeah. so yeah, i look a, like a white supremacist yeah, yeah, yeah so, pretty much so i'm like i just want bagels <laughs> uh, but yet now I'm complicit in this oh, guy's God. deal. Yeah, yeah. But people yeah. say that to you. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing someone ever said to me was um, a guy starts talking about doing coke, right? And he's like, oh, I remember the first time I did coke. It's like the next day is the worst day of your life. You feel like you want to go to one of those black guys in a tree and borrow his rope to hang yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I was like, what? 
I was like, first of all, borrow the rope. Is this, <laughs> you know, like, excuse me, are you done with that? Thanks. Yeah. Can, I see, can I use it? I'm just, pretty sure it's not his rope also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. right. Pretty sure it's not his rope. Yeah. yeah. But he just felt so comfortable. Oh, and I, think, I have a theory, though. It's because there's a black guy scale with how people feel comfortable with what they say to black oh, people, God. right? So the scale is like a one is like Carlton. Yeah. Okay. You know, and 10 is like a DMX. All right. 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 So okay. the closer you are to the Carlton, yeah, the more yeah. comfortable people feel. Yeah. So they, they yeah. and they, um, I, he'll, he'll be cool with this when yeah, I tell yeah, him. Cause the, I'm a five. The, yeah. Yeah. You're a five. Yeah. He, he, he's up right. for the a Carlton a and DMX joke. scale. I'm yeah, a five. Yeah. yeah. You're like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Theo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit more, I'm a little bit more raw than Theo. Yeah. I think I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh wouldn't my. let my dad, you know, talk me out of giving an earring. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when he's being a creep in a basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. My, my friend has a saying, and it's just effing people, man. Effing people. Yeah. You just some people. Yeah. And you just can't figure it out. Well, listen, the show is tomorrow night. Uh, tickets are available at heliumcomedy.com. And uh, David's going to be filming his special, so make sure you come by and see him. Uh, and any other gigs come up in the near future? Or um, That's the one I'm focused on okay. right now. If people are curious about my stand-up, you know, they can go on uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, look up some clips. Uh, I just put up an old throwback heckler video, which we cannot be repeated on this right. <laughs> station. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so people can check that out, see what my comedy's like, and then show up tomorrow night. All right, it's David James. Make sure you check him out. Thanks for being here, David. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank you, everybody. Heliumcomedy.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. B-Files coming up. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Weezer. Dirty honey. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Marissa so kindly reminded me that we have to ask a question about the Dr. Oz show. Oh, my God. And give away a $500 Amex gift card. Basically $500 for you. Um, And and I will tell you, uh, you know how we do the lesson question uh, on the show? And um, we ask a question. It's kind of hard. You had to have been listening very, very closely to get the answer to. These are incredibly easy. <laughs> so watching Dr. Oz, you don't have to sit and take notes or anything right. like that. You, if you see the show, you'll know the answer. So here's the question. And we'll take caller number 10. We'll start with caller 10. <laughs> On yesterday's Dr. Oz show, he spoke to Dog the Bounty Hunter about the rumors that he's dating a longtime family friend, Moon Angel. What unexpected question did Dog ask Moon during their interview? That's crazy. I'm not even going to give you the multiple choice. Oh, you're no, not. you no. don't need to. We talked about it on the show here. We did. 215-263-WMMR. Oh, here. Casey has the questions here. Uh, did he say, do you want a peanut butter and mayo sandwich? Uh-huh. Uh, do you poop your pants? Or will you marry me? Hmm. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. That's what Casey says. I wonder. But anyhow, call right now. Let's even know the answer. We're going to do the Bizarre File while you're calling in. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's All right, so as Russ Wright drove home Wednesday, he spotted two deer in a field south of Calgary, but something wasn't wasn't quite right. He said, I stopped, 
And I realized these deer had locked antlers. And he said, that's crazy because you just don't see that. They were locked tight. Antlers. Uh, at first, like padlocks or just like chains? Uh, neither. They were oh, just entwined. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so at first, Wright said that he thought one of the deer was dead, and he called Fish and Wildlife. Uh, Scott Callaweet of Fish and Wildlife answered the call. He said it was pretty dynamic in terms of them moving around and bouncing around. I knew they had a lot of energy. It was a good possibility that they were probably not going to get separated by themselves. Uh, Callaweet said tranquilizing the animals crossed his mind. Uh, but he said you it could have been a deadly outcome. You run the risk of having one immobilized deer while the other one is still full of life. Uh, being the only officer on the scene, that was a limiting option. So he grabbed his 12-gauge shotgun, which was loaded with slugs. His first and only shot hit the antlers of one of the deer, which separated them. No way. So, yeah, rantlers. Rant- he made a beautiful oh. shot. Rantlers. Freed the deer, and they lived to see another day. So he actually shot the Rantlers off Rantlers, of them. Rantlers, no way. Uh, yeah, Callaway said that, that it was the best possible outcome. He said deer naturally regrow these Rantlers uh, starting again in the spring. Holy no way. Uh, so it's uh, it's something that they go through every year, but he actually decided so, to shoot them off. That's amazing. And it worked, yeah. I thought you were going to say he just <laughs> killed them both. With his just one shot. That would be yeah. amazing. That have been great? I killed them both. Yeah. <laughs> A Wisconsin man who once called 911 for help in dealing with a snoring woman in his bed has been arrested for dialing police dispatchers and asking if they wanted to fool around or spend some quality time together. Cops say Benjamin Duddles last week called the non-emergency line at the Waukesha Police Department four times over a 37-minute period. Yeah, it's Ben Duddles again. And made some (laughs) odd requests of police personnel. In one conversation with a female dispatcher, Duddle said it would be super cool if we could spend some quality time together. Oh, my God. The operator replied, I don't know you, so I don't want to spend quality time with you. While speaking with a male dispatcher during a second call, Duddles asked, well, do you want to, you know, fool around? The operator said, no, I don't want to fool around. I got a jar of peanut butter and a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> Officers uh, sent to Duddle's w- uh, residence discovered him, not surprisingly, in an intoxicated state. Uh, they also found a glass smoking pipe and THC in the apartment. Ah, there you go. Duddle's has been charged with a pair of misdemeanor drug counts and unlawful phone use. He was also hit with a bail jumping charge, violating the terms of his release in a pending criminal case in which he faces disorderly conduct and criminal trespass counts. Of all the numbers to call, why, you know, why yeah. to end up at that number? But in November, he had called the non-emergency line to tell dispatchers that he loves them. And he also <laughs> asked for the, this, this is a quote, the number for YouTube so he could watch Grateful Dead videos. <laughs> Wow. What's uh, the number for YouTube? A cop sent to Duddle's home warned him not to contact the police department unless he had a legitimate need for assistance. At that point, Duddle's reportedly admitted that he, quote, loved talking to dispatchers and officers. But he called uh, 911 in November 2013 to report that he wanted a female removed from his bed. The woman, he added, was now, quote, snoring like a train and he wants her out. Duddle's told the cops the pair had drank together, had relations, and she fell asleep. When Duddles could not rouse the snoozing woman who suffered from sleep apnea, he called 911. Police did not arrest Duddles, but they explained to him that a snoring woman in his bed was not a law enforcement matter. I bet you he's super hot, right? Yeah, probably. (laughs) A British tourist has undergone medical treatment after he ripped 
his penis during a ferocious sex session with a Thai yeah. prostitute. Oh, my God. <laughs> the unnamed man in his 30s called emergency oh services while yelling incoherently down the phone on Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> Paramedics rushed into the hotel uh, in the notorious red light district of Pattaya amid fears that there had been a murder or an attack. Oh, no, it's just my balls. When they arrived, <laughs> the man was wearing shorts and there was a Thai prostitute in the room with him. The white bed sheets were covered in a large amount of fresh blood. God! The panic-stricken man explained to the team that he was having sex so hard that his frenulum... His frenulum. ...which is a small piece of skin that connects the foreskin to the penis, had ripped... <laughs> Rescue volunteers gave him first aid at the scene after he refused to go to the hospital because he was so embarrassed by the injury. One of of the volunteers who attended the scene said they first thought that they had arrived at a crime scene because the man was screaming so loudly and there was a large pool of blood. (laughs) She's tired. Uh, it was a big relief when they realized what had actually happened. He God. explained that it was because he was having so he was having sex too hard with his escort for the evening. He was in a lot of pain, but and this is the the person on the scene said he was in a lot of pain. But we thought it was very funny. <laughs> well, that's the kind of responder you want, exactly. And there you go. I was having sex so hard. That's what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we need to see if we can find an answer to this question. And where did it go? Um, they took it. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Talk to Bounty Hunter. What did he ask? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Hi. Hey, on uh, Dr. Oz yesterday, what did uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter ask of his girlfriend? Will you marry me? Well, oh, yes. Oh, that's correct. Jeremy, hang on the line because we're going to give you a $500 Amex gift card. You are good to go, my man. You can get a daily dose. Of the Dr. Oz Show each day, and Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. Watch the Dr. Oz Show weekdays at 2 on Fox 29. Tomorrow we'll have a question about today's show, so don't miss it. Your chance to win another 500 bucks. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll have a lesson question and another prize for you to win when we get back and more. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So I'm going to ask a stupid, or not a stupid question, a lesson question. We're going to see if you can get this right and get a prize. Uh, today we're going to give away Stephen Singer's, Stephen Singer's <laughs> popular Fiole Dipped Rig Classic Gold Rose. Thanks for his gold. Mm, and the question we will ask this morning is, what did Kim and Kanye fill their pool with? 215-263-WMMR. Not water. No. But it was filled with something else. What did Kim and Kanye fill their pool with? We did that in the entertainment news break, which was in the 6 o'clock hour, so way back when. Love awarding people who have spent the morning with us with a prize. So call now, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Patient First. Cold and flu season is here. Patient First is here to help. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania. 
and South Jersey area medical centers. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Jeff Bezos adding $13.2 billion to his fortune last week in just under 15 minutes after a stock surge. To put that in perspective, Bezos accrued more wealth than all the wealth all the generations of your family combined ever earned in the space of one fart. After testifying against the Bloods to get an early release from prison, rapper Takashi69 says he plans on quickly leaving New York. Takashi says he wants to finally see America the only way you can really see it, by looking over your shoulder as you run screaming in terror. Oh, my God. And finally, Jessica Simpson telling the Today Show that she was addicted to John Mayer. Simpson reveals she broke up with him and then got back together with him nine times once for every inch. Oh. <laughs> Next your Hollywood track. Alrighty, we shall see if we can get an answer to this question. What did uh, Kim and Kanye fill their pool with? 215-263-WMMR is number, and I will go to Craig for the answer. Hey, Craig, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Craig, what did Kim and Kanye fill their pool with? White paint. White paint. Yeah! Hang on, Craig. Got it right. We're going to give you Steven Singer's popular, fully dipped, classic gold rose. You can get his brand new rose gold rose. Rose gold rose for, yeah, Valentine's Day. That's right. A rose gold gold rose starting at just $69. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. So congratulations to you, my friend. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we are going uh, going to end the <laughs> music news with a concert announcement. Cool. We're going to do that. <laughs> What's going on this all week, week long? Whatever. I don't yeah. know. Right. Same with me. Yesterday and today, I don't I just I can't. Words are not coming out properly. I think Bill Weston would actually give us higher letter grades for the shows than we would give them ourselves. I think so. All right, uh, did I get our sponsor? No. Nope. Patient first. Cold and flu season is here. <clears throat> Patient First is here to help. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern <laughs> Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. What was the, uh, what was the, uh, it, was, it wasn't cold yesterday. What was it? Claude. Oh, Claude. Claude. <laughs> yeah. Claude and the second time I did, I did like called or something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, so we talked about a little bit about this yesterday, but uh, Pearl Jam song called River Cross was featured in Verizon's Super Bowl commercial. Uh, the track, which will appear on the band's upcoming Gigaton album, uh, soundtracked a 60-second spot called The Amazing Things 5G Won't Do, which also featured a voiceover from, uh, a voiceover from Harrison Ford. Why did you play that? Gigaton. Oh, Gigaton. Gigaton. Yeah. Uh, but Harrison Ford did the voiceover, and the spot marked the first time that Harrison has ever done a commercial voiceover. But it's not the first time he's played with Pearl Jam, correct? No, that's uh, he, he goes back to uh, Yield. Uh, when, uh, well, Verizon... <laughs> Yield's birthday yesterday. Was it? Happy yeah. birthday. That's why we're talking oh about Harrison God. Ford. Oh, exactly. While Verizon Chief Marketing Officer Diego Scotti told uh, Variety that Eddie Vedder played an important role in uh, Verizon securing the rights to the use of that song. Uh, Gigaton is due out on March 27th. <laughs> <laughs> is due so, out on March 27th and will be Pearl Jam's 11th studio effort. It's funny to hear. I've been a Pearl Jam fan my whole life, but like to hear them on a Verizon commercial. You know, yeah. this is a band that fought Ticketmaster and hated every corporate sponsor that there was. And 
you know, more power to him. It's a nice ad. Oh, but, but the, the, Jeremy's being used in the new Bathfitters commercial. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't hear Lady, it. I remember cleaning <laughs> up the bowl. Flipped in tub today. Uh, Seemed uh, a harmless little shower. <laughs> they changed but there the was lyrics. so much mildew. <laughs> they changed the lyrics, yeah. too. That's, that's really bad. Uh, that's really bad. They're selling out. Yeah. Does the uh, song sound good? Uh, sure. It's uh, unfamiliar to me because it's brand new, so I, I didn't dislike it. Um, I thought it was a good ad. Hmm. Uh, following some viral teasing on social media last week, Corn, System of a Down, and Faith No More have revealed that they will play a massive show together at Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles on May 22nd. Helmet and Russian Circle will also appear on the bill. Russian Circle just recorded a commercial for the general, the insurance company. Oh, really? <laughs> Get general, save some time. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday. All three bands began teasing the show on their social media accounts over the weekend, posting the same image of an astronaut floating in space with the caption that said Monday on it. Okay, so this could be good. The long-rumored Kiss biopic is going ahead. With a summer 2021 release date tentatively penciled in. All right, with uh, actors or a documentary? Uh, I'm, it's a biopic. I'm assuming it's actors. Yes, I hope so. Uh, the band's manager, Doc McGee, spoke about the movie, uh, which he had previously described as focusing on the band's formation early years and ascent to fame. I wonder who Gene would want to play himself in the movie. Frank Perdue. Frank Perdue. <laughs> but he's uh, sadly passed. Oh, yeah. The Chicken the Empire. The Chicken Empresario. <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking about this long and hard. I have been thinking for a long time. I think if there's someone who catches the essence of me, of course, I believe the essence of myself courses through the veins of every chicken. <laughs> the sense of freedom of a free-range chicken. That's Gene Simmons. The spirit of you courses through the veins of every chicken. Yes. Okay. It's a given. Uh, this could be good, though. You're right. Uh, I, yeah. We both love the dirt. And, yes. um, and Kiss certainly has their fair share of stories. Yeah, well, theirs wasn't... Not debaucherous. Well, not debaucherous, not, but not... Not as, not as drug-fueled. Yes, exactly. But debaucherous in sex yes. and drinking. They definitely part of... Like, have I claimed, what, 10,000 women? It's some ridiculous and amount. But, I mean... 15,000 chickens? Which... <laughs> Not wow. petting them, raising them, oh. nurturing oh. them. Okay. Would they have to get an actor that has an extremely long tongue to they play can... Gene, or do you think they would CGI something like CGI, that? CGI, probably. <laughs> probably. Because that would be part of the audition. Because you'd have, to, a, you'd have to not only look like him, have a big tongue, but also be able to act as well to pull that off. So, I don't know. It's a tough nut. Uh, so he said, this is according to Doc McGee, the, uh, the band's manager. He said, uh, I can tell you, uh, that the film is being made with, uh, Mark Canton. So he's great, great producer and a really good guy. Hopefully in the next week we'll have a company behind it and we'll start finishing the script. And hopefully by the time we end, we'll have a movie finished for July of next year. So I think you go with, you go with, um, newbies, uh, you know, that's the yeah, best yeah, way yeah. to do this. Yep. Because uh, that works the best. Yep. As it stands, KISS have already unveiled the date for their final show being uh, July 17, 2021. What would, what would the, the guy playing Paul Stanley, he'd have to have, you know, uh, they, they, they should look approximately like them, yeah. but they don't have to be 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it uh, it wouldn't be surprising if the new biopic is released in conjunction with the final Kiss gigs. So they're maybe going to shoot for that. Uh, once again, the Rolling Stones have taken to posting song lyrics along with the band's signature tongue and lips logo on billboards in advance of announcing their tour dates. Uh, the lyrics alternate depending on the city, uh, but all feature such classic lines as it's just a kiss away from give me shelter and let's spend the night together. This one's for my new first commercial. Uh, cities that have spotted billboards include Minneapolis, Tam- oh. Tampa, and Austin. Those look cool, Preston. The, the, um, the, so we're looking at one of the billboards now. Yeah, yeah. It says just a kiss away. And it's the classic logo. Yeah. On, on a black background. Uh, a brief video. Excuse me. Video was posted on the band's social media uh, with an outdoor scene featuring the band's logo projected into the open sky like, uh, you know, like the, the bat signal. Like the bat signal. Exactly. Gene. Or the chicken signal. <laughs> the chicken. Which summons the band kiss Caw-caw. to your town. Caw-caw. Yeah. I didn't see them on the last door, Steve. You went, right? It was the link. Oh, what the uh, uh, last yes, summer? Yes, stones. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I regret not going last summer, but maybe now I have a chance to go this summer if they tour. It's, it's quite possible. I have to say, I was glad I saw them, but I it made me think, boy, I probably should have seen them fifteen years ago. Sure, they yeah. could not, and not because it was it was uh, it was uh, machine like. Yeah, you were seeing the legendary band. Um, I and it was it was very good, but I there was something missing. Uh, and it was, um, I don't want to say by rote, but it was okay. Yeah, I know and, what you're saying. You know, and here's the reference of the local sports team, and here's, right. you know, and, and uh, I got it. But uh, I, I wish I had, a, maybe I, I would have loved to have seen a more sloppier version of them on stage. I've you know? seen them a bunch, and I, I've always had fun. I, one of the best concerts I've ever been to was with Marissa six or seven years ago, and we saw them at the Wells Fargo Center. It was, it was great. Um, but my girlfriend has never seen them, yeah. and, and I want her to see them before I, they stop touring. Yes, I, that was my reason for doing it. Nice. And speaking of shows, I have a concert. This show, which I'm about to announce, will be taking place on Sunday, August 23rd. The show will take place at BB&T Pavilion. And the tickets will go on sale this Friday for that show. MMR is happy to rock back into town. Two bands. Two. Incubus and 311. I love Incubus. Yeah, they're a great band. Uh, and 311 is on the bill, too. Absolutely. Uh, Sunday, August 23rd, BB&T Pavilion. Also uh, on the show bill is Bad Flower. They'll be playing, too. Tickets on sale, like I said, this Friday at 10 a.m., and there will be a pre-sale that takes place, and that is Thursday. There's the password, and you can get that and the complete details. At WMMR.com, including an online contest for another chance to win tickets this week. Online entry deadline is Friday at 9 a.m. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets right now. Caller 15, you get them. 215-263-WMMR. Once again, that's Incubus and 311, Sunday, August 23rd at BB&T Pavilion. Bad Flowers performing as well. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. It's a great summer, Bill. uh, Pre-sale as well on Thursday, but the password and complete details are available at WMMR.com. So like I said, caller number, I forgot what number it said. Is it 10? Oh, 15. 15. (laughs) Thank you, Ed. Call number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Let's take a break. Come back in a second, and uh, we'll get ready to wrap some stuff up, and we will uh, get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Tell you about that stuff, too. We'll be back Stay right where you are. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> 
The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. I'm scared. They both fired off at the same time. Uh, so, let me see. What am I doing here? Oh, 10.32. We just played uh, Gold on the Ceiling from Black Keys. And we're about ready to wrap up our radio program for the morning, a Tuesday. And I would like to thank the following people for being on our program today. We have Mr. Bob Harper from The Biggest Losers, season 18. It's on USA tonight at 9 o'clock. Found out there's a contestant local. Yeah, Coach. Coach. Is is what he goes by. And he uh, apparently... Uh, listens to us all the time, which is cool, so hopefully he's doing well. Honestly. Yeah. Doing great. Hopefully he dominates and wins. Thank you to uh, comedian David James. First hey! time hey! he stopped by this morning recording a new comedy album, Helium Comedy Club, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. You can go to heliumcomedy.com to get uh, tickets, information, all that stuff. Oh, and I need to congratulate our winner for Dead Tuesday. Hey! So we did get a winner. We had to text in all morning long. And we're going to give a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's tattoo to Andrew George Eddie. Andrew is from Burlington, New Jersey. And uh, he's going to possibly get tattooed by some of the area's top tattoo artists like uh, Emil DZ. And you can see his work on Instagram at emil.dz.tattoo or philadelphiaeddiestattoo.com. Uh, and they are located at 621 South 4th Street in South Philadelphia. So, congratulations, Andrew. I'll take care of you, and you get a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. Pretty sweet deal. Uh, let me see. I guess we need to do the letter of the day, so let's uh, get to it now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And that means that the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... Oh, oh as in open that door, baby. All right, and we have a pair of three-day tickets to see Fish. Yeah. August 14th, 15th, 16th on the Atlantic City Beach, plus hotel stay for three nights at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa. Uh, tickets for all three Fish shows on the AC Beach go on sale this Friday, by the way, at noon via Ticketmaster.com. Pierre, you've probably seen more concerts than anybody I know. Have you ever been to a Fish show before? Many times. Many times, okay. Yeah. I used to host them at the uh, 23 East, which is now the Ardmore Music Hall. Oh, that's There's right. There's audio of you when their right. band broke yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. They needed a ride. Yeah. 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 At the end of the set, um, I'm on stage going, um, hey, if anyone's going back to Vermont, <laughs> a couple of the guys need a, a ride. You know, and now, of course, they could buy an entire railroad to take right. them yeah. up there. Right, right. Uh, they, they've done extraordinarily well yeah. uh, financially. I mean, you don't think of a band like that doing... Of that well, but um, they could build castles in every state. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a figure that they had because um, they they do like a Madison Square Gardens run at uh, New Year's every year, and they broke the fifty million uh, million dollar mark uh, this past year. Wow, as a band, wow. that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're they're amazing, you know, and they've done it, uh, you know, true American success story their way uh, with their music. So um, there you go. Are you going to all the shows, Case? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yes! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Every show around the country. Yeah. No, uh, no. The How are you going to do the? I mean, can you do Collins and stuff and take Preston, press that button, and you've got this giveaway? I should probably do something like that. Okay, there but uh, yeah, Steve, there are, uh, all those AC shows are on the weekend, Friday, Saturday. It's Saturday. so it's mm-hmm. it's been a, a, a an embarrassment of riches for you and Fish of the over the past two years. 
It really has. Yeah, yes. there's been a lot of shows. You yeah. had the show at the Met. You had the uh, the, the run at the uh, BB&T. Yep. And right. Madison Square Garden. Madison yep. Square Garden. Yep. The Met yeah. show was kind of a secret show. I mean, in that it wasn't technically announced, right? No. no. So. I mean, no, it was announced, but you just you couldn't buy tickets. You had right. to win them. It was a but, nernst. Uh, <laughs> it was a nernst. It but, was a nernst. Uh, you know, uh, a little over a year ago, I saw, and I've seen Fish many, many times, and I saw what I think is the best set of fish I had ever seen in my entire well, life. Well, that's yeah. a wonderful thing when you when you are in love with the band all your life and then it uh, can't get any better and then it gets better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, your experience with the Stones is interesting because I've been seeing them since 1975 and yeah. to me, they are better now than they were in 1975. Different, but but better. There's a there's a beauty in in the like a fine wine that, that yeah. is getting older. It's older but there's something there. The fact that those four guys are still alive and and carrying on with a passion that, uh, you know, and when you see Mick Jagger running down a runway on a football-sized field and realize that the man is 75 years old um, and is not being slow and not lip-syncing and dancing and playing harmonica. I mean, that's that's pretty intense. No, it was, it was impressive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, we got the letter of the day. We're good to go there. What's coming up on your show today? Well, we'll have, as you just had, while well, you just announced this show, which is cool, Incubus and 311 and Badflower uh, in August over in Camden. I will have a pair of tickets for that. Also, lift tickets for the Cardboard Classic. Uh, we are now about a month out. Wow. Oh, my uh, God. Believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, today's February 4th, so February uh, March 6th. So, essentially, we're one month out from the Cardboard <laughs> Classic. Uh, and then have you planned a Keenan's broadcast already? Yeah, uh, that's already set By the up. way, we got to talk about Camp Out for Hunger. And then let's talk about next year's Camp Out for Hunger. Tomorrow we, are, we have a meeting. We have a meeting tomorrow. Are you kidding? For the, camp no, out. I kid you not. No wow. kidding at all. I'm and we've not. already started coming up with ideas for Keenan's. I mean, you yeah. have to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my. Yes, sir. All I right. mean, those dumb ideas don't just uh, yeah, come up with them. You can't just be an idiot. Can't be an idiot and come up with those incredibly dumb ideas. <laughs> we'll have lift tickets for the cardboard classic, uh, and we'll also have a workforce block of Alice Cooper, whose birthday it is today, and the Offspring Noodles' birthday is today, and Greta Van Fleet. So All it's right. going to be a fun day. Plus, double shot Tuesday. I love it. All right, I got to thank our sponsors. Best and Steve show brought to you today by Villanova's College of Professional Studies pursue the next you also brought to you by the aviation institute of maintenance call today and start training tomorrow call them at triple eight fix jets tomorrow should be a good show by the way uh live on fox good day we do that on wednesdays flyers goalie brian elliott just scored his 40th or i mean had his 40th shutout yeah man in in, in his history in the nhl so we'll talk to him awesome and uh, we'll see if we can get him on, but I think we're tentatively set for Mr. Rob McElhenney cool. to be on the program He's got tomorrow. his new Apple uh, Plus series debuting. That's correct. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. All right, sweetheart. All men were not created equal. Some of us are great. And some are a dime a dozen bullshit artists. You made your choice. Live with it. Next message. A wizard is never late. Preston Elliott. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Come along, Steve Morrison. I'm wrong, the press. Next message. Whoever was the asshole who 
hit my car while I was parked. You! I hope your turns black and falls into the crapper! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.